Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. All right. Welcome, everyone. We have another podcast. Very special guest. Good friend of mine, Mustafa, over in Europe. Mustafa, how are you? I'm great. I'm good. I'm not in Europe anymore. I'm in UK. Oh, UK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's true. That's, that's a good point. You're, you're in the UK. Not. It's different. Um, tell me, how uh, how's it going over there? How is, uh, before we dive into your poker career and, and just get chatting about everything, how is the situation currently with the coronavirus? Just get a perspective on, on what's going on there. I mean, in the UK, for what I see, my friends and the people I know are very concerned, are self-isolated from a long time. Like I saw, you know, very smart people get self-isolated when uh, before people got self-isolated in Italy. So they didn't need to wait a politician to tell them to self-isolate. They just made a decision. So... I don't know. I just think that uh, there is awareness. You see on the street, there is way less people. You see the shots are taking, uh, are changing. For example, they are changing hours or like uh, some of them they're closing, but most of them they're not really closing because they're hoping for uh, uh, the government to give uh, their the closing, uh, like saying you need to close so insurance will cover. Uh, and it's yeah. a big matter why the government are not saying to everyone, like, shut down all the, clo- the shops. Example in Italy as well is because uh, I think they want to tutelate banks and the insurance company by not doing that. So it's a bit, uh, you know, it's a tricky, tricky situation. But uh, at least, like, you see that the people cares and there is less people around and there is uh, more helping the others, I would say. And yeah. I, I just hope that will be full lockdown soon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, it was alarming to see. I have friends that were sending me from Miami from the beaches in the last week, even four days ago. There's like beaches are crowded, people are around. So it's, it just shows yeah. you, you know, the world isn't fully even with social media and so much uh, information that everyone's not fully aware and not able to uh, piece everything together super quickly. So, you know, hopefully that changes and, and things really do lock down, but um, yeah, it's a scary time. Uh, what about, I mean, for example, like I spoke with a family in Morocco and yeah. in Morocco is full lockdown, like uh, full lockdown. I mean, my family always, they worked in healthcare, so they always were really, taking care of this in a way and they told me they never saw something like this like uh, you know when the king said everything is locked down it's a lockdown that like did not it was interesting it. it's interesting to learn though countries that have the mark where that it's like that like certain uh, government is so people are so like follow right like china and these other areas yeah. that are able to yeah. kind of switch it off right like there's it's a, a republic, but at the same time, you know, the kings matter a lot for the people. Like right. they see it uh, in a way, they see it as a theoretically has the blood of Muhammad. So for religious people, it's a big part. At the same time, they've been uh, in the country and having like uh, power over the country in uh, you know in infrastructure or like uh, any kind of power from four or five generation, and they are beloved from the population in general. So when uh, he take an action like this after economy, after anyway, one economy is economy like Morocco is doing great in the last 20, 30 years. It means like uh, that 
the people have to go with him theoretically and there is more like there is more respect for the authority compared uh, to Italy for example where uh, I always as a person most of the time I would question the authority because I don't truly believe in them or like in the last 20 30 years I always see mistake by them and so you question the authority where in a place like that you don't question it as much is a royalty first theoretically right no it makes it makes a lot of sense and and we're seeing in excuse me the US and places it is a bit yeah it's it's a bit chaotic where everyone just say oh I'm going to do what I want or what I think is right and they don't necessarily respect their or just, you know, instantly agree with what's happening. And it's maybe a little too late sometimes. So, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a shame. I hope hope your family and everyone's staying safe. And, uh, and and what about you? What does the quarantine and isolation mean for you? I see in the background some, some precautions are being met with <laughs> from Cher. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, – that's hi there. How are you? That's How a good one. Right How are you, Issa? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Good. How to, is Jeff Jr.? He's good. He was actually a bit, he had a what bad fever. Uh, he Joseph. had a bad fever. Oh, no. Yeah, but he's, he's okay. Good. He's okay. Yeah. Give, me, give him my kisses. I will. Good to see you as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, stay safe. That, that looks like a serious mask. Is that the one that keeps Hi. out? Yeah, this we order it online. Uh, is the official mask. M3, I believe. The Q95 or one of those ones? Yeah, like, uh, but you need to use it once and then throw it. Oh, one at one time? You can only yeah, use it? No, because theoretically it's really bad if you use a mask and then leave it and reuse it. Because it's not clean properly and theoretically he gives you a higher chance to get the disease. So, you, so, so bet- each time you put it on, it's done? I us- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better no mask or I, a mask that you use once. Interesting. I'd never heard that. So we're learning something today that I guess that, that I see how that could make sense. Well, how much are one of those masks? Are you like, are you, do, you're using it around the house or you, when you go out, you mean? No, when we go out, uh, like I, we bought it online like three weeks ago. So I, I ordered a bunch too, more so yeah. just to have in case, you know, uh, yeah, down the line if something it's crazy happens even or like now, but it's, uh, this one's not necessarily airborne, I believe. Right. Or that that's for, no. That's to make sure. That's just to not let like if someone sneezes or coughs on you. No, it's the uh, airborne too. You have the valve, and it's like the one appro- approved by by them. So it's supposed to be the one that you are supposed to use. Interesting. Like, yeah, the, yeah the, you know. Yeah, I've seen those. It looks it looks official. I, I ordered some. I'm not sure if I got the right ones because there's some that just keep it from you giving it to other people, and then there's some that protect all that looks official so yeah tell me tell me a bit about what your plans are then while you're quarantined you're gonna stay are you literally like not going outside are you just in the in your your place or or how how much are you doing with the quarantine i'm i'm home 99.9 percent of the time i go out just for groceries i would say yeah uh, yeah i have a gym on my building that is very clean and you know like uh, we have a cleaner going over there every half an hour so I do that as a routine, but I'm home. I play online. I read a lot. I read five newspapers a day. I read my books. I, I play my games. And, yeah. and what, what about studying? Tell me a little bit before we dive into your career. I want to know player of your caliber, all, number one Italy all time, 11.5 million in on, just our live earnings. Who knows online? I know, you know, lasagna, that name uh, online, <laughs> is, uh, or how you, how you pronounce it, it's a, it's a crusher. How, how 
give us a little bit of insight on what you do and and can you share with some of the stuff you've done over the years in studying poker? Like what, what what's like, for me it was a bit different approach because I always been good at um, in, I, at making mistake and then founding a problem solving into it and going into that by analyzing from different perspective. So my game was always uh, you know making a mistake, pushing the limit and trying to see also you know like okay I overbet here he called me he was bad. Okay, what if in, instead of making 1.2x pot, I would do 2.5x pot? Or like, what if I would have... So I always had this approach, and same as Dario, you know, like we always been, uh, you know, playing tons, playing tons, playing, uh, you know, 10 hours a day, and uh, and then like two, three hours thinking about it, speaking open to people that, uh, you know, we, we felt com- comfortable to be really open. For example, we always had this great relationship between me and him, and uh, he really helped me, helped me in my cash game career, and it was the same for me in tournaments because we both specialized in, uh, in one of these uh, since early age. And, uh, uh, you refer to Dario, you mean Dario Sammartini, uh, Sammartino, yeah. who, who actually now is, actually, I misspoke, so he just overtook you for the number one all-time yeah. account. Was yeah, a, but I'm, I'm the number one in Africa. I'm the number one in Africa. So I have a fucking continent, you know. <laughs> Let, leave him Italy. I have the continent. Okay. <laughs> he, just a, he did have a $6 million score that did kind of just come out of nowhere and leapfrog you obviously getting second in the main event, but a, a good friend here. So is, that's yeah. fair to say yeah. you, one of your close friends, that you guys study a lot of, uh, you study a lot of poker, talk a lot with him? Yeah, we spoke a lot. We played a lot together and uh, for example with him we always had this constructive approach where uh, we really speak open and we really we have a big ego so we would really push the other decision down till the extreme so why this is bad and why 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 till the other one will convince the other and if someone convinced me about something like uh, that few people you know right and this was the beginning a lot with Dario then uh, I've been very lucky because I always been uh, in a dot-com community, I was the first one to move from Italy to play dot-com and when I was 19. And, you know, like, I, I became really, really good online. Like, for three, four years, I think I was probably top two out there for online tournaments. And during that, I started to move live, and I had a good friendship with many different guys, especially uh, Ole Shemian, Martin Finger, uh, Thomas Mulocker, and we lived yeah. Like, you know, 300 meters away from each other in Vienna. We used to grind together all the time, speak a lot about poker. But at the same time, they were uh, probably always my biggest uh, competitor. He's one of my best friends. But at the same time, at the table, we would party the night before. And then the next day at the table, like, you know, winning to him is like a pleasure of life. Like it's something that uh, you don't find something else. Not because, because I... I respect him so much as a player that, you know, he challenged me, even though he's one of my best friends. And the same was like with Dario and some others. So, you know, it helped me. It helped me to see other people's perspective. It helped me to see other people approach. Like, for example, Vushu was a machine in sit and goes, and he really helped me on my game under 20 bigs. I spent a lot of time with Brin. And uh, Brin was, uh, you know, was the, the first guy that, uh, you, you know, I used to bluff, make big size, and he was the first guy, oh, wow, you did a good thing, but maybe you should have even bet more, you know? And that opened your mind in a way. You see that, okay, like, uh, and good thing I had a good network worldwide and everyone, different approach, different way to think, different uh, story 
to through poker like i started at 16 15 working as a dealer like uh, i was alone i had a, a tough situation familiarly so i had to make money straight away and uh, you know my approach was like uh, playing every day going giving deal cards uh, was a goal to buy a laptop and make internet connection because i was underage alone so already before starting like a big achievement was like having a laptop and uh, having an internet connection i used to play with a phone so it's like all of these like you know anytime i went through a challenge it wasn't never a hard challenge compared to what you went through you know so at the same time i've been very lucky because i had a great since the beginning i always had people smart around me and i always been good at helping them to improve and improving myself at the same time so are you are you doing what about solvers po solver these type of stuff are you doing studying like that or do you do you believe in these type of I, software? i looked i look into it to know but at the same time i think that uh, i exploitive approach but knowing good gto is the best because a lot of time going out of the line and being able to do something that the solver doesn't tell you because you have so many information that the solver doesn't have right. it's probably best than uh, going through a solver like you don't need to be 100 percent balanced against a guy that uh, plays uh, 10 uh, 8 uh, 3 bet uh, 5 you know like it's all about that it's all about uh, you know also being smart and understanding the situation and i think this has always been one of my biggest skill set like uh, being in the situation and being empathic enough to understand like the way to think or feeling or whatever it is of my opponents and I don't know, like that was always something that I relayed in poker because I had this and my game also been impacted by this, you know, like uh, my game, uh, everyone game is like you have some qualities and then uh, if you want to, the best in the world have similar, similar qualities, some and some very different. But yeah. if you want to be one of the best, you need to push you need to be really honest with yourself, first of all, and very critic. But at the same time, when you realize your qualities, you need to go for them because probably are the one who will give you the biggest edge. Yeah, I, that makes a ton of sense. Looking here at your career uh, for live, at least, because this is just for live tournaments and, you know, seeing the different flags and countries scrolling through. Uh, it's, you know, you started 2000. 2009 your first tournaments you look like you were playing live um yeah, that wasn't my first tournament like i played so much underage <laughs> ah, <okay. laughs> no nothing right. a bad thing like i needed to make money in, in like life clubs and stuff yeah, yeah. But, no uh, i get it but so so these are looking back though when you're official i guess 21 we'll say or yeah. 18 whatever no that is 18 18 europe is 18 18 so yeah. you get a couple couple scores and at this time though by like 2010 february you hit a score for 75k in malta were you well a lot of uh that was funny that was oh, funny God. because dario got third wow i get second and dario got third in the tournament and the guy who won <laughs> forgotten about it like that was a 1k tournament with like a thousand people what what uh what, how many why were there so many italians here because it was in Malta, like back then, uh, Italy was booming, and like uh, this was uh, a 1K tournament, like huge. Yeah, wow. it was like okay. our breakthrough for me and Dario, actually. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Is this actually a significant? Were you? Did you have much online at that point? Were you playing a lot of online poker? Did you have a role? I was online? playing a lot of online poker, 
definitely. That tournament was funny because uh, I was in touch with a friend of mine that we yeah. were doing work together. Yeah, he's still, in he's still a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. And uh, we spoke and we were like, you know what? Let's do, let's do a bet. Like if uh, this month both combined, we will make uh, more than uh, 15K, we will go to play this 1K tournament, you know? Okay. And then like two days before of the tournament, I hit a tournament for like 10 or 11K. But he was on dot it, you know, were were different thing, you know. Okay. And uh, and he also that month won like five k. So the next day I took a train, I went to Rome to him, and then we flew we flew to, we flew to Malta, and he had like thirty percent of me, something absurd. We swapped thirty because he was like just meant to be. Yes. And then uh, we went into the tournament, and then I swapped ten with Dario without knowing each other, and then we, yeah, it was okay. a crazy story. That was before you, so that was basically where you guys became friends, where you met. Yeah, no, we met in Charm and Shake, actually. We met in Charm and Shake uh, okay. in a tournament where he was crazy, like a uh, very funny tournament. And then, uh, yeah, he was older than me. I was really a kid there. I was playing 100 uh, euro season goals. Like, I, I remember I had food poison. I couldn't play the main. Right. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, I met a lot of guys there. Then in Malta, I met a lot of other guys. And, yeah, that was the Italian crew. And so you get a score there. Was that so? That was significant, though. It was the biggest score of your at, so far. Was that something? Looking back, were you ahead of the curve at that point? Do you think, or was that some at that point a little bit lucky, or were you just playing better and overall than the players at that time? In that point, I was definitely ahead of the curve because I was quite crashing online. I was like uh, on online tournaments on Star.it. I was like winning constant, and I had a good background in sitting goals. I played. A lot of sit and go, sit and go heads up in the three, four years before. So in that point, I was like uh, probably 19, but coming from a four years experience where I played tons of live, where I played tons of online. So I think I was definitely ahead of the field in that single situation. At the same right. time, I wasn't, I wasn't ahead of the field in EPTs, but in this 1K with an Italian field, for sure I was top 5% of the field. Right, oh, you had an advantage. And what what did your parents and family think about poker for you when you got going? Yeah, like uh, I actually stopped to speak to my family when I was sixteen because they didn't accept it. Mm. Like uh, my mom was in pain because she had some problems. My dad uh, leave us when I was like twelve. My sister was with my mom in Spain, and uh, you know, like I saw it. I saw it. I saw it that I was talented in this. I believe in it. Like uh, everybody around me were like, no, you're crazy. What are you doing? Uh, even uh, I, I used to play poker with my teacher in a club, you know, I'm beating her and her boyfriend all the time. And, uh, you know, like they knew that I was going into that direction, that I wanted to drop school and I wanted to go. I was just waiting to be over age 18. And but my family were like, no, like uh, we want you to study. We want you to go for it. But really, I didn't have the option to study because you know like when you really need to make money to pay bills or like food when you're 16 like you don't see a 10-year commitment into studying where you finish and even you become a lawyer you make 2,000 euro a month if you are the best lawyer in Italy so that's really I didn't suit that I already was working a bit like uh, doing pizza boy and and I don't know, like I didn't believe in the working system too much. And I was coming from Magic the Gathering, like my background uh, since from 11 till like 13, 15, I was one of the best players in Italy, Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Also there, uh, you know, very talented. Everyone around me was like 20, 25. 
And I, I remember I used to borrow cards from a friend of mine because I, I couldn't afford them and giving him like a piece of my wins, but I was always winning. So at one point I just bought them myself and they still have those cards. Now they worth some money, actually. It was what, like, what, uh, what was the Magic the Gathering? What, what kind of uh, tournament? Like what? I, I hear this people come from backgammon from Magic the Gathering and yeah. the poker. You know, some David Williams, some of these other guys I, I'm aware of. Yeah, you know David Williams? It's so funny because when I was playing Magic the Gathering, like I went to this tournament of uh, Magic in France, in Annecy. Yeah. And you know, like, uh, I, and it was like the moment where I was playing already poker online. So right. I went there and, uh, you know, I see this guy, like he was there and we, we made it through, you know, we, uh, is the, I spoke with him about this the first time this year, actually, when I saw him and we went uh, deep in the tournament, you know, like uh, almost the last round or something. And I yeah. saw this guy, like, uh, you know, everybody super focused on the tournament. This guy doesn't really give a shit about it. Like, uh, uh super hot girlfriend, you know, like, I was like, but it was this guy, you know? And they told me, oh, this guy is a poker player. You know, he got second in the World Series. I was like, no. Second oh, in the World Series? And, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Way back. Yeah, that was because I'm a younger generation, you know? Yeah. He went to Monaco to play the EPT. And then yeah. from EPT Monaco, and I knew he was EPT Monaco. Right. Even I was underage, I knew because I was playing, you know? Yeah. So he come there and they saw this guy with a super hot girlfriend, you know, in a Magic the Gathering uh, environment where everybody's nerd, where everybody, you know, or kids or like, and it was like, this guy must understand something that these other guys, you know, I go, right. I play poker. When I go back home, I'm going to play poker. Fuck it, you know? <laughs> and then when I went back home, I was like, okay, Magic, I'm really good. I make some money, but... Let's focus on poker. Is is uh, a better thing. There you go. That's, think, that's interesting. That that was the that was a transition point. You, 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 it was a big. Part. That's yeah. I, at yeah. the same time, in the way back home, another friend of mine from my hometown, he won a tournament for like thirty, forty thousand, and uh, you know, it's uh, life changing money. At the same time, another guy from from Magic that he was one of the best in Italy. He won another tournament. Uh, uh, Universe, the University of Bologna made a tournament between university and he yeah. won it and he won like 11K. But for me, 11K was life-changing money for right. real. Yeah. So I don't know. It was like a big, uh, you know, wow, let's move into this. But I, I can explain why Magic gives you a good skill set for poker. Because like, uh, you know, when you are 10, 11, 12 and you play these card games, Magic the Gathering is a 60-card deck. You have 60 cards in your deck and then you draw seven. So your remaining cards are 53. And most of the cards are 4X. So like poker is a 52-card deck with 4X. So since you are a kid, you're making maths on, uh, on a 53, 52, 51, 50-card 50 deck with 4X. So like a lot of the maths that in the beginning to understand poker, you already assimilated because it's the same thing. Right. So it yeah. gives you a... It, I didn't understand that actually. I didn't realize the magic how that worked, how the game works. So it is. It's actually with similar similar numbers. In yeah, the- in a matter of calculating, yes, but also at the same time, he makes you believe that you can be a pro in a game since the young age. Because and you believe that there is a skill set in a game that if you are better than the others, like for example in magic, you will win. So when you approach poker, you're like, I know that card games are a skill game. 
Right. So even if you are 15, you know that the edge is real. So you're going to try to push this edge. You're going to try to find a solution to it. Yeah, and I think that's something that's tricky and now maybe is understood more between parents and family members and stuff too. Because like my, my father, you know, I come from Ivy League background, very same thing. They were very worried. Like, oh, I'm playing poker. And like, it was kind of, I was in college and they were just sort of like, whatever. And then never gave me a hard time. But my dad was saying, no, I wish I played poker earlier. You know, I was like, I, I get Because you can apply so many real life skills, you know, the math, the winning, the losing, how you handle it. So it's, it's a great skill and something like magic as well. You know, it's like a lot, a lot of kids are playing these type of games that never going to go pro or they'll just do, but they're learning skills and they're learning lessons and they're, they're, they're being able to apply real life situations. It's, uh, it's the biggest thing poker gives you at the end of the day, when I look around me and uh, you tell me what poker give you, except, you know, money or like uh, personal fulfillment or like, uh, you know, this meditational status or like this sensation that I found only there, poker gives you a skill set because, you know, now we've been poker players for like 15 years. You know how many friends of mine I see around that they drop poker, they moved into something else, can be sports betting, can be investment, can be trading, can be, I have so many people in my head and they approach the skill set that they acquire in poker, that is uh, you study eight hours a day, you put your approach, uh, it's a long run, uh, there is variance. And, you know, like it's something that uh, life doesn't teach you. If you go Ivy League, you don't have this. You don't have like uh, a good bankroll management base already or you don't have uh, so many skill sets that approach it in business. If you can turn it and put this skill set in business, they give you a huge upside. Yeah, no, I think it's true. I mean, you look at some successful poker players and people that have been around and you're right. I mean, you, you were to, you plug yourself or so many people that, that have done this and, and been through some highs and lows and, and dealt with all the, the different emotions. It, it's, it's powerful, right? Like you can really, it's different. And it's like, you, you kind of have a different outlook on life and just understanding stuff. I, I think it really I mean, is. It's uh, the same, advantage. it's the same way, sorry. It's the same way, you know, like uh, often they compare poker player to a sport career, you know, a soccer player or like, uh, but it's very different. It's mm-hmm. so different because a poker player is a company that he needs to manage uh, his emotional side, his uh, uh, financial side, his uh, traveling, his uh, every single thing you need to manage. At the same time, you need to be, re- be ready to perform at your best in that situation always. Where a soccer player, he doesn't have any financial stress directly. The only thing he really needs to take care of is his health and like be ready in the moment where he needs to be ready. Everything else, the financial part, the money stress, is not there. He has a social stress, but you accept that, you know, like you're a public figure and it's fine. You deal with it. But like, as a, I think we need, I, we need to come up with a video, a playbook or something. Because poker, I think, is it gets too often negative connotations. And I think nowadays it's starting to become more accepted and people are starting to realize like the best, like really talented players are very bright and very sharp and very, you know, like it's a real thing, but it would be kind of cool to go through and actually like break down in a short video or run through all the things that poker benefits and skill sets and then kind of put it like a, you know, like it'd be interesting yeah. to break it down more where someone you could like send them like a three minute YouTube video and be like, look, this I, is my you know, there is, a, there is a lot of people that uh, eventually drop poker and they didn't succeed. For example, but at the same time, during the time, they acquire a skill set that if they would understand that, okay, I tried in poker, it didn't went good. 
it wasn't for me for whatever reason like i didn't prove to that like it's not for everybody but during this time during this period i learned something and they put this approach in other stuff then they're gonna be very very successful because it's like just the best approach you can have yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. And now, how is your family? Now that they see that you're, you know, you've risen to the top. It's oh, so they're loving me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the most loved one, you know? <laughs> and then you have I have all the freedom I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I have can, uh, what about brothers, sisters? Yeah, yeah. I have a sister that she's uh, eight years younger and a little brother that is uh, seven years old, but he has a completely different life than me. Like he's completely supported in anything he want to do. He wants to play a game. He's completely supported. Like, so they change, but in a good, you know, like they finally accept like that it was a mistake. And, uh, but at the same time, if I was them, you know, like it's tough to see your kid going into poker and want to do only that and telling him, go for it. Like, uh, it's great. So I understand. It's just that, uh, you know, for the time it was, uh, it was a crash. Also, they, they never been religious, but uh, they're Muslim, like uh, not religious, but uh, they always, so, you know, it was a card game. It was something different at the same time, you know, like I was the first generation growing up in Europe. Uh, so they expected, uh, you know, like the classic, I want my son to be a lawyer or like a doctor or whatever it is. But in reality, we need to do what we want to do. We need to focus on what we want to do. And, you know, like money is really a number because at the end of the day, when you put your effort and like your skill in something that you love, like uh, you're going to get fulfillment anyway. And at one point, for example, for our environment, money will be just a result of your hard work or whatever it is. And, you know, it can sound like, okay, this guy won millions. And I think in my first five, six years, I broke like hundreds of times. You know, I remember it took me two years to, make from uh, 10 euros to 2k and uh, you know i was playing with a phone as a modem like uh, a broken laptop connected to a small television that they give to my mom when she bought a sofa so i could play two tables when i put the third one the screen the screen goes black wow. i swear on god so whatever it took me two years and uh, and you know one year and something and i say okay you know now i make an investment on myself i cash down half of my bankroll 1k I go buy a laptop so I can grind. And, uh, you know, I send some money to my mom because she really needed it. And I keep 200 for my expenses or whatever. I, the next day I came back home. Yeah. I, I lost 950 of the 1000 I had left. I punched the new laptop and broke it. No. So I had to start all over with 50 euro, two years of my life, throw it off. But I acquired a skill set. <laughs> you know, you then. Learn <laughs> He said no more breaking laptops, no matter no, what. No, no, breaking laptop was uh, a common thing for me. Like oh, not yeah. in the things I, pu- I punch it, but uh, that was the only punch. But I'm, I don't know, like I would play with the laptop. How, I many, go, how many have you broken? Ah, uh, I don't know. This is a resistant. This I have it from three or three years, I think. Uh, one time, I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep it private. Okay. I don't want to set anyone off. How many, uh, how many tables do you like to play when you play online? Poker? I would say my optimal is, uh, early stage, uh, middle stage, uh, eight, 10 slash 12 late stage. Uh, I want to play six, eight maximum. Six, eight, maximum. So I would, uh, I would adapt also my session in base, uh, 
of the tables I have. For example, if I have different good runs or whatever, I will not open money, many more table or like, because I think like the EV that you get from a single table by being more focused is way bigger than just starting a new tournament that you're gonna, with a $200, you're gonna make maybe $30 of it for it, but a late stage, it costs you way more money. So yeah. my approach is always been like, like this, like try to focus when I have opportunity to really make money. Yeah, it makes sense. I think that's, I, I honestly think that's one of the most underrated things about online poker and it's very tricky, right? Because especially there's so many options now across different platforms you have access to. So it's like you could play, you know, if you're playing at 500 to $5,000 buying tournaments online on a given day, there's a, there's a ton of options at all times. So it's hard not yeah. to say, Oh, this is a good tournament. And like, let's do this. And then I think that I struggle myself. Cause I, I know for sure that when I play two to four tables, I'm a whole different player. And when I get into that, like six to 10, like eight, it, especially I'm streaming on Twitch, it's chaotic. You know, like I'm missing stuff. You, you're just not getting the spots. Like you're just yeah. missing little blind on blinds. You're missing op- easy opens, jams. Like you're just, you're definitely sacrificing EV. So I agree with you there. And what's your volume spread across the different platforms right now? Like your Winamax. Like I'm telling you, like uh, yeah. the last three, four months, I didn't play much because I was really studying other stuff. I, like I, you know, like it's been two, three years that I do a lot of investments and I really like it. And I don't know, it's just because uh, I found myself at 29 with a good skill set in poker, but I wanted to learn also other stuff. So I started to do that a lot. And uh, at the same time, I do a lot of sports betting. Right. But, and uh, now everything shut down. So I'm back to poker. Yeah. Is that, is that Serie A? Are they still playing games behind? No, no, no. No games at all. So many cases of Corona too. Juventus had like so many. Uh, Firenze had like six, uh, ten with the staff. Uh, Atalanta had eight. Uh, why? Yeah. Why? You know, because it, it's sort of. I guess it makes sense because they're in like a team environment. But still, I'm a little surprised that these teams are getting so many cases. You would think like one or two guys get it, and then they're sick and they stay away from everyone anyway. Like I'm just surprised that it's, it's uh, the problem is that you have 15 days of incubation. So some guys just had it and they've been training with the others for two weeks, no sign, no nothing, and then you infect everyone. Or like for example, the Valencia team. He went to Milan to play against Atalanta. Uh, for Champions League, and uh, they came back and they had six people infected. Wow. So well, it's, uh, I heard the Juventus case, obviously, uh, some big names in sports getting it. I, I didn't hear about Ronaldo, didn't get it though, right? I don't no. Know. No. No. Somehow he's probably just. No. He's, uh, he was in Madeira during the time of. Uh, sorry, he was in Madrid because his mom was sick, apparently. She had the ictus, and then he flew to Madeira because the situation got straight away problematic. So, right. Yeah. He saved himself. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah, it's crazy times out there with, with sports and everything else. I mean, it's 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 pretty pretty hard to say. What's your estimate? If just based on the information you're hearing, or in terms of if you had to guess right now, when when you think it's safe or like you'll feel comfortable and to go outside, do you think it's one month? Is it two months? Could it be longer? Like, what do you think? Uh, time of ice? It really depends country for country. I honestly think that, uh, for example, for soccer in Italy they will restart before society get to normality. Because, uh, you know, they moved yesterday the, the Europe Cup to 2021, and this was made only to give the people, to give the clubs the time to finish the league. Because if they don't finish the leagues, they will really risk bankrupt. Uh, they calculated that Serie A, by finishing the league, will lose $200 million. By not finishing it, will lose $700 million. 
the clubs. So you understand it's really a big deal because most of the clubs are uh, are uh, not so profitable as a company. You know, like there is a f- you know few that are really profitable. Even Juventus is not a profitable company. Uh, Inter uh, is not profitable. Uh, Atalanta is profitable. Udinese is profitable, but there are a few. You know, so it's. Uh, it's a problematic time because uh, really most of the company risk bankrupt if the state doesn't help them. And if the third biggest uh, uh, economy of Italy, like at the end of the day, after tourism and uh, food, cars, is uh, soccer. Like uh, he moves so much money in, in Italy. So it's, uh, it's tricky. It's very tricky. It's complicated. I guess a lot of the teams have players too that are infected. They have to yeah. at least wait a month or so, right? And then they can yeah. get everyone back. But yeah, it's, it is wild times. Um, jumping back to the poker side of it, I just want to kind of run through again your career, some of the, some of the highlights, and we we can't really go through all of it because you have a lot. But I just want to hit some like milestones here. So then, a year later, after that seventy five k score, you get a two seventy six k score. Literally a year later, and this was also this was an IPT. So in Italy, look at all the Italians. It's crazy. Like yeah, the- yeah, that was good. That was uh, yeah. It was in was in Slovenia. Was like a a life change for my career. And uh, yeah, it was uh, after I was grinding the EPTs for like three years, I would say. And, uh, you know, I was top two of the field. Like I didn't want, but I was always there. Uh, I was maybe one of the few Italians that the guys from the East who would come to play, very good players, they would ask me for swaps and stuff like this. So I was really beating it. Uh, but uh, I was always close. <laughs> then there uh, was a very dominated tournament. Like I absolutely crushed it. I had all the chips all the time. Uh, we actually, I remember we had a deal five-handed and uh, I actually got first prize. For how, <laughs> for how, for how was the situation in that tournament? <laughs> yeah. You hear about these, these spots. Like if you do a deal five, six, seven-handed, there's times... All, where you can actually get more money than first, right? Which is kind of crazy. Like you could actually get like, you know, that which is hard to do. It's very rare. You have to have a ton of chips, right? To, to get- No, like for me, it was like I locked 100, it was in euros. It was 200K euros total and I locked 170 and we keep 30 to play. And then you still won it. Yeah. 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 Sick. So, all right. So then, so now you're, you get that score, you got some confidence. It's a big deal to get a first. And now you're just, you're on the circuit, right? You're, you're just, you're, you're traveling around. You get partouche later in the year. A big score looks like for 270, 70, yeah. uh, 270, and then I'm, 259. What was that? Is this one only one? Or no, 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 no. This is before Ole. This is, uh, I actually, the year before I get scammed in partouche. They made me like a huge thing. It was a case on two plus two, two. And then uh, the year after, I was like, no, I need to go there. I need to win this money. Like, I, I need to go. I'm not speaking to anyone. Fuck everyone. I hate that place. I go, make money, go back, period. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, I went, I made final table. And then he was like three months later, the final table. And uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, was a good experience. It was also the time where I moved to Malta and I was playing a lot of uh, online poker on the dot com. So it was like uh, a good time for me. What 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 do you mean you got scammed? What does that even mean? I did, I had heard some issues. There was some partouches. Is that the one where the guy was signaling, or there was some like weird stuff? No, this was a way earlier actually. I was at the table with Mehmet Mari and uh, uh, Binger. Yeah. Like uh, and uh, nothing. I was playing against this guy a side event for sixteen hundred, and we were uh, first and second in chips in all the tournaments. So whatever. Like uh, we are in a river situation where uh, it was a crazy hand, like a crazy, 
out of this world's hand, like something unbelievable. Right. And then on the river, like he was like a five bet pre, bet call, check race turn. And then we are on the river and this guy bet like 60K with like 110 behind. Okay. And they wait till the last second. He calls the time bank, three, two, all in for me, you know? And it's clear, all in. The guy look at me and he takes his card and mook it. Okay. So what they do, I show him my bluff, okay? And the guy, you know, he, he move, he look at me very weird, but the cards were already on the table on the MOOC. He took, he was like, no, 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 I say call, I say call, I say call, okay? Then he calls the floor man, and the floor man came there and he was like, no, 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 no. Uh, if you want to explain me something, you, you need to speak to me in French because uh, the tournament is in French. And the guy told him only his perspective, you know? Then uh, two, two guys of the table, like, start, everybody start to defend me, you know, and the floor man didn't want to know shit. Then uh, this guy, Banger, he gets banned. He was there, he was like, no, no, guys, you're stealing money, you, you are stealing money, I don't want to be part of this, or you give me back uh, my money and they want to leave. This guy, yeah, it wasn't me. And, uh, and uh, the guys ban him from the partition, and give him back his bind. Okay, and then they break the table straight away. Okay, and they give the thing to this. Then the next day, I was almost getting a fight with this guy outside. Whatever. The next day, uh, Mehmet Mori published everything on uh, on two plus two, and uh, it was a big case. Wow! So I was like, uh, so you didn't cash or you didn't get the pot? They took, they gave the guy the pot, and then what happened? They was give it? the guy the pot, everything. They give, wow. they fuck me. Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't even explain. I was trying to speak English. It was like, no, no, uh, it's a French tournament. You need to speak only French. Oh, put on the map. It's not possible. Shit, that's uh, yeah. now I'm now I'm better in French. I can help myself, but. Back then was uh yeah. That's that's wild. So you come back though, you get a big score. You're feeling good. You yeah. get a sixty score. You're you're on the map again. You're, it's not because like you hit the seventy four k score. It's nice. You hit a two. You win a title in Italy. Pretty pretty huge, right? You got to feel powerful. It's nice. You get in your and, and now you're moving. You're moving to other countries. You're bouncing around. You got to roll. And then was there? What would you say is the next point in your career? Because like you have one of the heaters in poker that is uh they they compare you know the dan coleman's fedor holtz bonomos like you had a, a run where it was just like just sun running and i mean just everything but you have another 492k score one now it's your biggest was that was that a pivotal moment in 2014 when you had a 500k score yeah that was uh was a big moment because uh, i also was coming from from online where uh, that two years, like I really was unstoppable. Like it was a moment uh, and it was my first 25K. And, uh, you know, like I had people coming to knock to my door and they were like, Igor Kurgando will knock to my door and he would like, Moose, you need to play this 25K. I buy any action you want. And I would be like, no, I don't want. When I play with 25K, I want to have the bankroll and play it myself. And like, I, I had a big bankroll back then compared to the guys who were playing the 25Ks, you know? So when I played that one, I actually, I don't know, I was very confident to beating the field. And uh, I was coming from online where I was top three of the field, like clearly winning, crashing. So I was very comfortable when I started uh, when I started this because I waited for them for like a long time. I waited to be comfortable to play it. I waited to be ready. It's, uh, it's also about knowing yourself when you're ready and when you're not. It's a big key. And, uh, and yeah, that, uh, that was a bigger, uh, I got, uh, that, uh, 
I played very well. I think I deserve also to win. And the final table, I get quite unlucky. And then from there, we went to Australia with a friend of mine that uh, we went we went there together. And then we went to Australia. And uh, in Australia, was something sick because we get there and we had no money. Like we had the 1500 total, the two, uh, no, like 5K total, the two of us. And, you know, we paid the rent of the apartment, like three and a half K. We had one and a half K left. And it was like, okay, give me, give me the, I take the one K, I, I go play the one K, you know? And he was like, okay, okay. And this friend of mine was supernova elite on poker star back then. So he wanted to put the grind online also, whatever. Yeah. I go, I close cheap leader day one. I go back and it was like, bro, bro. Leave, leave the computer. You can't. Under- it was the first time in Australia. You know, I was like, bro, bro, leave the computer. You cannot play computer in this country. Like, go play live because it's like Sarimo, 2009. You know, like it's something unbelievable. And he was like, no, bro, I don't believe you. No, like what you told. I need to play online. I need to make my points. No, no, no. Okay. <clears throat> then the next day, all the Germans came over, and uh, you know, we didn't have any money problem anymore. Benny was supposed to trade me and whatever. Yeah. So he came, uh, he showed up at the casino. He was like, ah, but uh, why every, everybody's old here? It's different from Europe. Uh, oh, maybe I play a live tournament. And he signed up to the event number two. Okay. okay. So I won event number one. <laughs> I oh, see that. Yeah. I see you won 100. So you come off your first 25K big score, Bahamas to Australia, and you just yeah. ship it. 1300. So I ship this one. Okay. And my friend is deep in event two. Okay. There's no and all Australians. Look at this. Yeah. What's we that? were two Italians only. Listen to the story. Two Italians. No other Italians there. Okay. Yeah. So, so we arrived there. Uh, I I make I win this event, and my friends uh, is playing the event number two. So I register to event number three. Okay. But mm-hmm. event number three, mine is another one k six max with uh, a thousand people or Five, whatever. Yeah. Same thing. So the time I make final table in event number three, because six max was a bit faster, my friend is final table event number two. Wow. He yeah. wins event number two, I win event number three, and we do one, two, three. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. You just yeah, come yeah. To clean out Australia. What a week. It was, uh, you know, we, we get there. We had 1500 in our pockets. I didn't have to take any more money from the Germans or whatever. We had yeah. like, uh, the money, all the price pool of the first three events between me and him. Bro, I'm looking right now at this, uh, this run and this stretch here. It's pretty crazy. You go fourth for 492, first, first, second, fifth, third, fifth, Seventh, fifth. You final tabled one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine tournaments in a row. I mean, obviously you're playing others. Yeah, more. Uh, also the yeah, yeah. I played a lot, but is uh, I don't know. This was really the time where uh, I was uh, the Italian German. I would say I was working out every day with the guys. I was. Uh, we had a very good network, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was also very frustrated this time because uh, you know, like. Uh, I was always with Ole, and uh, my placement was third, fifth, sixth, fifth, you know, and uh, his placement was first, 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 first. So, and he was in his run, Ole Shemian. Yeah. So he was in his bull run, you know. At the same time, you know, like we would play online, and for me it was first, 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 and for him it was third, fifth, third. And he was like, how you do it? How you do it? And for me it was like, how you do it live? How the fuck you do it? You know, I'm always there. I play good. I don't win. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, then uh, at one point, he, everything, he turned, you know, he turned, like, I knew that uh, the most important thing for me, he wasn't winning. He was like being uh, cost- 
constant, constant, consistent. being uh, consistent. Yeah, we wanted to be there and deliver. And for me, like the real win is not like actually the trophy, but the real win is, you know, like uh, delivering every single time uh, uh, excellence, delivering the best performance that you can deliver every single time, and. Uh, you know, if you've wrong a decision, like it's a decision game, it's fine. But the most important thing is keeping forward, keeping, uh, don't make this uh, impact you, don't make this uh, put you down because it's just fresh and being the moment, like keeping going on. And, and yeah, like that was a bit, a moment of change. I think Ole helped me a lot in moving into, you know, he was a, uh, he was like super confident. We always had to up and, you know, he was like, I'm, you're going to make it, you know, like he was clear. I was crushing everyone and it was what just was a matter it? of time. What was the, we're going to go through your, your son, your son's sun run situations here in terms where you really turn it. But if you had to take looking back on it and with what you shared with Ole during this time period, let's just say you were the best player, the most winning player online or, or one of them, right? And Oli was winning everything live, but you were both deep in final tabling but reversed. What would you say at that exact period was the difference in your game? Why maybe you weren't winning live and why you were winning online? Like, what were, what were, what were you doing? We different? were very different. The online game and live game are two different games. Yeah, so explain to us. That explain what that means exactly and what you would say, why you were how those are different what what makes better and what, what what adjustments do you have to make in each in each like year? online is uh, you have so many fast information like you have uh, you need to be very versatile and fast and like the i don't know i i'm i'm a bit particular because if i'm deep in something online i always looked uh, at patterns in a certain way i always looked uh, uh, the maths is very important online, like uh, being able to trick ads, is, it was important back then, you know, like being able to show a 3% 3 bet, but in reality you are so un- unbalanced and uh, 15 left, you are 3 betting 20%, but nobody knows because your heart shows 3% and they're like, what's wrong with this guy, you know? So it was very different games. And uh, for live, it was, for me, always been more like, you know, being bring my game of online but at the same time using more information because i also had a bit of a talent on uh, getting uh, people life read or like seeing uh, feeling the energy of people in a way you know when someone is lying and he feels uncomfortable or someone is very comfortable and he wants to show up show out uh, overconfidence or whatever it is i always been very empathic and I could see this, you know, when you spend 15 years always playing one thing and like always live for 15 hours, then you see also other things because at the same time, you are not, especially in a very high level, you're not making most of your decision by rational, but is uh, is how you say that. It's like uh, uh, emotional intelligence, you know, right. it's something that you did over and over and over and like there, you know what you need to do, but at the same time, you're not, you don't have this voice in your head saying, oh, this, 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 but you have like a mix between your feeling and like your head that is saying you something and often they're on the same pace and you make uh, your decision on that. So it's very different, you know, like uh, online, you know, you play eight hours, 10 hours, you have your breaks, you're home, you're chill, you do whatever you want, live is a travel is an experience. You need to play three days, one tournament, one table. You don't need to get bored. You need to deliver. You need to know that it's 
you know, you need to survive at the same time, like a different approach, like a yeah. different, uh, just different way to see poker. For sure. And give me a little bit of a, a look into what your day looks like for an online poker. Are you, do you try to work out every day, meditate, is sleep the most important? What would you say your routine is for online and live or is it the same? I'll, so I'll, uh, when I play live, it's a bit uh, tougher for me to work out. Definitely. Now that I'm home, I'm working out more. It's also easier to eat healthy. Uh, you know, like I'm losing weight. I feel good about it. But uh, you know, when you, when your goal uh, is like uh, when you are uh, a hungry dog that, uh, you know, like you grow up with nothing and you just see that uh, you want to win and you see your vocation since early age and you see your talent and whatever, and you do something that you love, you, everything goes in the second, everything, uh, you know, like uh, three minutes a day or like uh, health, everything is like not important. You have a drive, you have this and you focusing in this. So, for most part of my career, I didn't enjoy myself as a person. I didn't uh, took care of myself uh, how I deserve because uh, also as an education, it wasn't what I thought, you know, like uh, then with knowledge, you know, with uh, like uh, reading about it, like uh, watching videos or whatever, that see, you see that smart people take care of their health, like they eat healthy, that uh, your body is the best tool you have and you need to take care of it for a really long time. And I don't know, at the same time, I look around me, my friends who are 40 or they look 50 or they look 30. There is no the guy who look 40. So I found myself like I'm 30, 29, and the next 11 years are a big impact on my long-term life, you know? Right. You still want to look, you want to look 30 at 40. You don't want to be the 50, 40 guy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be the Jeff guy, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm wanna... <laughs> we're close to the same age. I'm still you look like... 20. You look 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're getting there. Kids. Oh yeah. Start seeing gray hairs pop in. It happens. So don't, don't, uh, don't think aging doesn't happen, but no, I, I'm with you. You're right. There's a lot. I have a lot of 50 year old friends that look 40 ish, you know, and it's, it's true. You take care of yourself and it's, it's important. Um, and, uh, what what uh what do you think today the high the crushers the guys that you see you know now the the the, the absolute best in the world that are grinding all the time and playing live what do you think has changed now versus then like what what are the skill sets are guys is it more like PO solver stuff like what do you think makes the absolute I, like elite guys at the moment that are playing the highest stakes I don't think I think uh, it's a mix. I think the best players out there play a mixed strategy and for sure they use all the tools they can to improve. And this, uh, you don't become one of the best if you don't use all the tools you have around to improve yourself. Like uh, the constant is like uh, really having an approach where every day, even if you make a mistake, you get a lesson from it. And uh, most of the best are usually very open-minded. Like they're very self-judgment at the same time, you know, like they can see upside from situations. And uh, I think that makes a good player. Like, uh, what is talent is overrated. It's true. Like, uh, you know, like I saw a lot of players that they become extremely good players with no talent or like lower talent than others and make it true. Of course, my generation was different. My generation was, uh, you know, me, Dario, we came from, or other guys, we solved it ourselves. We didn't have like the 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 tools the GTO uh, the tools of P or whatever that they have now for us was uh, you know play 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 and founding a solution to exploit everyone or like putting the other in tough situation or whatever it is so definitely if my focus today would be uh, play poker hundred percent every single day like I will do some solver game but at the same time I think 
that is not uh, I don't know if I will be a German guy that he born uh, in Germany that I never had the life experience with people so much that I don't feel comfortable with people or whatever it is I think studying a solver 20 hours a day see the solver do what the solver does is the best approach for you Right. But uh, I don't know. I always been a guy of people. I always speak yeah. with everyone. I always yeah. get information on the table with my behave and stuff like this. So for me, saying like, do the solver and you're going to win the most. No, me, I do me. I win the most. Trust me. <laughs> so it's, uh, for everyone, yeah. it's, uh, it's different. Great, it's a great way to look at it. You're right. And, it's, it's, and maybe it's, it's a mixture of both, right? And it's good to have the yeah. information. It's good to know what the solver does. That surely can't hurt you. But then if you have your own brand and style and... and concoction of how that works it's good yeah it's it's a uh, look good. i have a stake stakers of mine that uh, they do solver work every day that i told them it's the best approach for them definitely and they should do that i have other guys that i think they are more similar to me in some ways so i try to make them think the way i think even though they do solver work so it's you know it's about a balance Right. Absolutely. Well, I, I want to, again, we have so many questions for you today. I know you probably, are you grinding online today? Are you going to be playing? I don't know. I don't know. know. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe. I just, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to play later. I just want to make, I, I got all day. We got a lot to cover. I just don't want to, I want to make sure we get to the questions. Cause again, I, there's like 70 questions for you or something ridiculous. Let's go to the question. Let's do a bit of question and then we go back here and then we do bounce and then we, we're going to bounce. We change around. it a bit. Let's make it fun. Okay. Come I'm on, that. Jeff. All right. <laughs> if you one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food for the rest of my life? Uh, yeah. Wow, that's tricky. Uh, Lasagna. Maybe salad. Maybe salad. Okay. Salad. Because I you think. can have so many different options, you know? That's very easy. You can play it very different. Like if I say lasagna after one week, I will, you know, be bored or like uh, cannot go to the bathroom anymore or like whatever it is. Where a salad, I can find a solution. You can make I can up. make a pasta salad. I can make a rice salad. I can make a that's grain perfect. salad. I can make a bowl. I can make, you know. I see what you did there. I see that's smart. I like that. And again, guys, if you want to ask your question, it's not too late. We'll try to get to them. We got a $55 ticket coming here at the end of the show we're going to give away to someone so get get the questions in and then we will select that what's your hobbies when you're not playing what are you doing when you're not playing poker I, you know we play playstation i read i i try i love to travel like i'm a traveler i love to travel i love to learn by the situation i speak different languages i speak like five what do you speak what so language? i speak uh, italian arabic uh spanish a bit of french and uh, english i'm fine right very good English. So yeah, all right, we'll count that for five. To be Italian, man, to be Italian, this is like, there is, there never been a prime minister who spoke English like me. Do you know that? <laughs> I, I believe it. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm <laughs> with you. I like that. Um, someone asked about, are you, sol are you using solver for study? We kind of just covered this, but do you? Yeah, we covered that. Do you do, you do uh, solver percent? Like, do you, have you done any work on it? I didn't been uh, on the poker so much recently, you know, like I played uh, some on, uh, a lot on Winamax, but over that I didn't do too much. So, yeah, it was a time where I was really focused. Uh, I tell you, I was really focused on the sports betting. It was a time where uh, I, f I found it very interesting and I was putting the work there. At the same time, I was putting the work in a few businesses that uh, I invested on. So it was like a time where poker wasn't like uh, the full, because I explain you also, like usually, my main focus is like uh, April, May I, and till July. 
is like the month where I put the most work in poker. Like it's uh, usually, you know, there is Monaco, there is uh, there is the series online, there is Vegas, there is uh, after there is. So it's like really the time where I love to play and I love to work a lot about it. And this winter, it was like a time where I didn't really feel I didn't felt like playing and I had the option to do whatever I wanted, thanks God. So I took uh, the opportunity to learn other stuff and focus on other skill set that I think they're going to pay in the long run. I think like, you know, like the end of the day, if you develop a skill to analyzing businesses or like uh, be a good sport better or whatever at this age, then it's going to be a very big upside for later on, especially, you know, any, any Euro you invested in your twenties, is like 50 euros in your fifties or for what they say. So it's, you know, it's like a good time to learn. It's just about learning too. I like to do stuff that I learn and your learning curve is very different. You know, when you do something that you never did before, you are learning uh, 90% of the thing you read every single day. When in poker, when you reach uh, the highest level, then your assimilation is so little. Like you spend hours and hours and hours to assimilate very, very little compared to any other thing you will do. So that was also a big key for me. Makes makes a lot of sense. Um, would you, if you could only play live or online f- poker for the rest of your career, what would you do? If you had to just say one. Wow, that's sick. I don't know. I really don't know. Like, if, I mean, for now, it looks like online. <laughs> it looks like it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. That's, that's a good point. That could uh, you're not. Yeah. It's really hard to take away online poker like fully, I'm, right? I'm I'm an adapter, and I'm, I I will adapt to any situation. I I like life because the experience we share, the friendship, like uh, the people you meet, like uh, you know, like the hanging out. You've been to our house in in Vegas many times. You see, yeah. like it's a it's a good vibe, and we enjoy our time other than just playing and be there. Because anyway, you know you do this for a very long time and you need to enjoy your time or you go to a burnout. So yeah. Also like, you know, it's, we have friends all over the world, everywhere you go, you are welcome. Uh, everywhere you go, you, you have a really, you feel the place like you're from there because you are a friend from there that is going to show you the best places. And it's a blast, you know, like I've been in so many countries. I tried so many food. I learned so many language and it was only through poker. I never, uh, I don't know. I spent time in Spain playing poker and I learned Spanish. And like, I spent a lot of time in South France playing poker and I learned some French. And it was always poker who gave me a lot. I've been, uh, definitely poker gave me so much in my life. Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, I took two. It wasn't only him. It was a good relationship. For sure. No, it's, it's huge. What was the most celebrated triumph? The one that very special. What's the thing that was most special in your poker career, a trophy or a moment for you? Trophy or a moment? Or, triumph. What's your biggest poker triumph, I'd say? My biggest poker triumph is, uh, I would say, is improving the people around me. Like uh, every single person that I really took care and I really put the hours on, even though they had very different talent, even though they had very different approach, even though they were very different people, they all won in, uh, by me telling them very different things like uh, very, very different approaches. And uh, this was big. I also think like uh, it was a big change for Italy, like the fact that I went out and I played online.com and I was the first to challenge it at 19 years old and like many other guys copied me afterwards and it became a movement or like, uh, I don't know, like even uh, Dario Final Table last year was a big achievement for me, even as a person, as a friend, as a 
you know, as an experience was like priceless. As a me personal, I don't know, when I won every single high roller EPT, that was a big goal of me. I won the 10K, the 25K, the 50K, and I shot the 100K with Ole. That was maybe the biggest achievement. Or like, uh, yeah, online, online too, like winning every single tournament of the lobby, like especially after years, like trying to win the million and winning it, or like, it's, uh, I never been like a guy that gets fulfillment from uh, wins, but I get fulfillment from the experience. I get fulfillment from the yeah. friendship. And yeah, a lot of good memories, a lot of good, good, uh, good, good stuff to go look back on. What about worst poker memory? Like maybe it was a bad beat or situationally heads up, and you lost an all in for a big trophy, or I don't know something. Is there anything that in poker? Is yeah. like- uh, it was tough uh, when I was uh, 20 when I was 20 I lost straight for a year and a half I lost every single day I after I hit uh, 200k in partouche like uh, I was playing online and I lost every single time for uh, straight one year and a half and in that time you know you question a lot you question yourself you question as a player you question your friends question you like it's uh, it was, t- it was a difficult time and definitely being resilient and being able to be back and being able to, you know, knowing, keeping strong and knowing that this is what you want to do and it's just the variance. It's just, I'm good. Like, I will win at the end. That was uh, for sure one of the things that by going over that, then I didn't have any limits because I went through the worst Right. I, I, I think also it's important to understand uh, a good point you mentioned is if you play poker and it doesn't work for you, let's say you give a year. Now, it depends what part of your life you're in. Obviously, if you're 30, 40 and you have children, you have a family, it's more difficult. And there's more just like anything you do. There's more risk. There's more. It's more impactful on what happens and the results. But when you're in your young 20s, 25, you're not married. You don't have a, even a relationship, all these things. And you want to take a shot and try it. If it doesn't work, you can still get a lot of lessons out of it. But you also have to it's a degree. And, and, and the thing about you and myself and many other people that we know that are still in poker have come up in poker. You know, you come up risking very little. Because like when you think about gambling or, or poker, it sounds sort of scary. And like you said, your family and how my family initially look at it like, oh, you could lose your your house. You could lose. But you don't have nothing to lose. You what you can lose. <laughs> With uh, $50 on doing affiliate programs, signing people up. Like it's not like I'm putting, you know, my parents' yeah. credit cards and running their money. I'm, you're, you're building. Dario, was that. Dario, was that. Dario, Dario took his father's credit card. He, he lost him like 3000 or something. But he comes from a rich family and his father want to kill him so it was like uh, 10 bucks i deposit 10 bucks i made it to 100 and i had to cash out the 100 because i needed the money (laughs) the point is you know it's like it's not really generally if you're coming from a place of beginning and learning and 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 trying to generate revenue yeah it's different than if you hop into poker and you have made your money and now you start just playing high stakes poker, like that's a little more dangerous, right? If you're no, just- the main issue that I think that most people misunderstand is like, okay, I play poker to make money. I want to make money, so I play poker. No, no, it's not, not the right approach. The right approach is I play poker, I want to learn. And trust me, if you have this approach, money will be just a consequence of your hard work. And at the same time, Poker doesn't go good, but you improved during your career and you had this approach, you're going to be able to put the stuff that you learn in other stuff, in other things. So the right approach is not like, you know, when you ask, uh, it's like you go to an interview and the first question, why you want this job? 
like it's a it's a very tricky question because like you really need to focus on the approach and focus on the on the studying on your path and then money will be only a consequence you know you right. will make it money will happen yeah yeah i think it's the same thing about anything exactly. anything you want to do you got to want to do it you, a lot of the stuff with twitching you know streaming doing youtube stuff it's like you start thinking oh how much money am i going to make it's like it doesn't work like that really you got to like no. want to do the process and just sort of put your head down go to it and then kind of at some point you look look and say oh well this this can happen too so uh, yeah i really can relate with what you're saying on that i have a question live in the chat sort of a specific one but asking about thoughts on charlie live in the chat bam live in the chat question uh thoughts on charlie carell are live reads really important physical tells like charlie carell some guys really pride themselves on that how much weight do you give to to that kind of stuff the live read deal I give a lot. I give a lot. Like, uh, for example, Charlie is a guy, maybe the guy more similar to me who came out from the poker scene after me. Like, uh, definitely we have very similar approach. We have a very, we are both very gifted. Like, uh, it would be an absurd thing that we are not gifted. I, you know, it's really the person out there that is playing more similar to me. He goes out of line. He goes, uh, he doesn't give a shit about what other people think. That is a big key. Uh, he can, you know, he can do whatever he feels. And uh, having this confidence is huge. Because especially in high rollers, you most of the guys sell action. And, you know, like he, your backers maybe will not buy anymore. Or like whatever problem that you put in your head. But, uh, for example, I think... Uh, Charlie is a very gifted person and uh, being him and not making a game that is based on reads would be a huge mistake. And the same thing for me, I would say, like, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, there is some guys that have this special talent and uh, they play different. And if their qualities, if this talent, you need to push this talent. You're not going to study the solver. This is the main thing. Right. Yeah. Like Bryn Kinney sort of falls in that yeah. line. He says yeah, exactly. the solver work. And I mean, I'm sure he's aware of what's going on and has. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not a stupid guy. Like he definitely right. knows what, uh, you know, what, uh, what the solver is doing and he looks into it and, you know, but at the same time, like saying, uh, Hey Bryn, uh, you should play like a solver because the solver is the best strategy. It will be like such an absurd. Right, you know, like a brain. Do brain, you're gonna print for the rest of your life. Charlie, do Charlie, you're gonna win for the rest of Ole. Do Ole, you're gonna win for like it, it's like this. Right. Dario is the same. Like Dario never opened a solver in his life, but uh, I, I will buy action of Dario in any tournament. Definitely, like I don't need him to study a solver. Right, you know, it's also all people that. They won minions through their approach, you know, like uh, they crushed the fields. Like uh, I know how much Dari won in cash game. Like it's absurd. And, uh, you know, saying to a guy that uh, won this match and always won, like change your approach because there is a solver that is saying this, you will be like, yes, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that's great. That's great. It's totally true. Uh, what's your favorite poker event and poker series? What are, what do you like live wise or what each year on your calendar? You know, this last you said you haven't been playing a lot in the last months, but yeah, you know, let's take twenty fourteen to eighteen. What did you just say every year? You're never missing, and you're really looking forward to. It's two stops. It's uh, Melbourne and Barcelona because oh. uh, I like the time the time of the year. I like. Uh, the weather, Barcelona have family, I feel home. Uh, yeah. Melbourne, uh, I skip winter. 
Uh, I go there, it's summer, amazing place, amazing people, amazing vibe, great food, and uh, amazing casino, amazing stuff. They're always so genuine and helpful, and like, you know, like it's really a place where I always enjoy my time. So that was a big key for me. I would say these two places because other of poker, the poker is good, but at the same time, it's the places where I enjoy myself the most. I enjoy every single thing. Did you go to Melbourne this year? No, I did not. It was the first time that I skipped. Uh, I was here and uh, the fire thing was happening and I was like really focusing my things and uh, it yeah. wasn't meant to be. And and uh, and were you going to Barcelona coming up or were you are you still like the, all, all this stuff sort of a... Uh in limbo but did you have poker plans in the immediate future for yeah I, I i was planning to go barcelona for uh, for the wpt and i was planning to go madrid for the winamax and then i was planning to go monaco and then i was planning to go vegas and i was planning for sure to go barcelona again in august so yeah i told you like this is like my month this is the month where i enjoy to play the most it's uh, my period of the year it's the places i enjoy the most i like monaco i like barcelona i like you know, so it's this is the time of the year where I feel comfortable to play. Right. And uh, what what can you explain a little bit what's going on with the landscape between for France and Italy, which I know you have a lot of understanding and, and, and knowledge on. What's the poker online climate? Is it is there possible that these, you know, back when Black Friday happened in the U.S., April 2011, sec, took away U.S., then all of a sudden there was dot .it, dot .fr. What's going on with that? Is, that, is there a chance well, that's going to get back into the main pool or is it just going to be segregated and how does that work exactly at the moment italy has still dot it where they play all italians yeah at the moment with corona is huge like i never saw something like this It's a big booming yeah. uh you know like i didn't see pokerstar.it this big from 12 years maybe not really ever this big, you know, like, so it's, uh, Corona is impacting the poker economy huge. Like it's a bigger than moneymaker effect for online poker. It's not even close, at least for what I see in Italy. France has an open pool with uh, Spain and, uh, you can play it also from outside. The same with Spain, the .s and .fr are uh, actually open pool and they can be a sec, uh, you can log in from other countries too, not UK, but other countries, no problem. Like Vienna, Austria, or like Holland, or like many other places. So if you're if you're in the plan, if you're in Austria or other places, you can play on .it. No, uh, if you the .it, you need to have this uh, Italian number that is uh, this is a code, and this they give it to residents or like citizens. So, for example, if I'm Italian and I live in Vienna, I can play on the .it, no problem. But uh, I. Like, uh, Vienna is a place that it gives you the most option to play, same as Malta. You know? For example, UK has a different regulation and they cannot play on start.it or uh, any IT. Question here. Do you think it's, what do you think about the closed French poker market? Do you think this is good for FR players in the, in the French environment? It's not closed. It's like uh, actually an open market. Oh, like the French you can, the, the French and the Spain are open. Like you can even uh, op- make an account from Canada, I believe. Oh, so, so if I'm, Okay, so I can I could play from if I have Canadian setup and address like that's I could just log on and play on .fr. Yeah, I believe so. That's confusing. I don't understand. So they're just yeah, because it's uh, it's like uh, the license is French and Spanish. So you are playing on a Spanish or French site, but at the same time you have the rights to play it from many different countries. Not from Italy because it has its own regulated market that you cannot accept that. But for example. 
Austria that has many, you have, you are quite free to open many different platforms. You can open uh, PokerStars.fr, for example, or Winamax or uh, Winamax.es. But, but if you're French, then you can't play on the regular sites. You need no, to play. You can, yes. Same okay. as Italy. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I did not quite understand that. Uh, what's the biggest tournament you've ever won? Biggest prize? The biggest prize was actually I didn't won when I chopped with Ole. The, no, that was a crazy week because uh, I chopped with Ole this one and I won online the world champion online. So, yeah, it was a, a three million week. It was fun. <laughs> what, was, what was the one you won online that week? I was uh, the main scoop on uh, Stars. Wow. Yeah, and I see. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ole, yeah Ole was, a very impressive, impressive career. Um, as well. So uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, so that was your big, so that's your biggest week by far. I mean, that's, that's a pretty sick week. Yeah, that was solid. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, I, we have a sick relationship with the main uh, scoop. Also like uh, the year after I won it, my, uh, a guy who was baking my horse won it. And then the year after uh, I wasn't backing him anymore. He won it again. He did back to back. So oh, actually in three years, Tancanta. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was my roommate in Vienna yeah, back then when I was living in Vienna. Wow. And you, uh, you're, was that your one of your, and then you started playing 50Ks. You got, you had the first 25K, then you went on this run in 2014, right? You said this was your first first 25K. Yeah. And then you scored a 50K, you made the final table uh, in Barcelona. I remember that when Dan and Olivier chopped that. that yeah, was yeah, controversial. yeah stuff where they were wearing the yeah. shirt. I spoke with Dan yesterday, actually. Like, I'm in touch with Dan a lot. Yeah, Love I, him. I keep up with Dan, too. He's going to be one of the next... Well, he's going to be on the podcast as well. He's kind of been in hiding, I, you would say, in terms of poker. I mean, he's not been playing much. Um, and yeah, he's in Ohio at the moment. Like, yeah. he's uh, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. One of the sickest uh, runs in poker as well. Um, and, and, and sort of the thing. And then, where would you say... A lot, we haven't even got to your... To the to the super sun here of the of the runs of the run. So you got 2013, 14. You come in 2015, and then I mean, this is when it just sort of took off, huh? This was uh, yeah, 16, 17 was like uh, solid years. Yeah, May, May 15, you won this uh, versus Sir Watts. Heads up, pretty tough lineup here at the end. But you got uh, you got you won this tournament for a million, and then from there, it just like. They were just big score after big score. No, actually, it was this one that I won, and a week later I won uh, the the main scoop. Yeah, man, and this was a ten thousand buy-in and getting that first. was crazy because uh, this tournament, I swear on God, uh, I won it without winning any showdown. You helped. I swear me. on God. Yeah, no, we chopped three-handed. They give me extra, and uh, and I didn't have to win any single all-in because I get there always by post-flop decisions and uh, and I never won all-in pre-flop or like all-in on the turn or on the flop. Never. All the tournaments and uh, I didn't have to. We chop and they give me the trophy. So it was like, was absurd. It was an absurd performance that... I mean, this is an actual... This, is a, this tournament is the best performance I ever had by far, not even close. Like I really won the tournament with no showdown. Wow. So you, yeah. you win that tournament and then look at this streak here in a row. You go... Uh, third in the, the WSOP 25K. I remember that, actually. I played with you. Yeah, I, I deserve really, to win in this one. 
Yeah, that that that's uh man. So that yeah, big difference there. Huge jumps at the end as usual at tournament. So you you spot. So you could have won that one. You get third, mm-hmm. and then you come back and get uh you get fourth in the hundred k at the Bahamas, which has been good. You bring yeah. that one. I mean, that's another massive score. And then what else? I mean, you just and you just kind of go on the sun run here. You get fourth there. You get first in the twenty five k in Ireland. I think I remember you there as well. Chance getting there. Yeah, against uh, Charlie with the breakout of Charlie there. Yeah, and yeah, so also Chance, I love Chance. Yeah, he's a, he's also a guy who prides himself on live reads and and all that. Yeah, you know? yeah, I like Chance. I like Chance. He's a funny guy. Yeah, he's good. So I, I met mean, him in Macau, like crazy. I met him. Like- you you get you get first, and then you take uh, second in this one. To this is the one to always. So I mean, this is just. You're just on fire, like you just you're just winning everything. What, what, what's going on here? Tell me what's happening. No, 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 no. Batman, Batman. Is this what's going on? I mean, what what happened? What happened? You just turned it on. Like, yeah, that was a good time. I'm telling you, it was a very good time. I was, uh, you know, I was in a. Also, like it was uh, a moment where everything went through. Like my reads were very strong. I was playing my best. Uh, I was very feared on the field. Like. Uh, so, you know, when you have a psychological advantage on your opponent and you know it, you can get big advantage of it. And, uh, yeah, that was a really great time for me. What, 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 tell me a little bit about that because, like, it's a lot different when you're playing in these 25K-plus tournaments, right, and you know everyone. So how much do you think weighs into that? When you see runs like Dan Coleman, Fedor Holtz, Justin Bonomo, you know, throw your name in there on that type of a, a heater, Bryn Kinney, Stephen Chidwick, is it is that actually even at the highest level is it sort of like you just know when a guy's in form like when you see these type of results do you feel that they that affects even guys like that like when they see like depends it really depends who like for example the run of Dan he was a run that uh, uh, Dan uh, was uh, the best poker player out there like Dan was uh, I'm I'm not uh, saying because he's a friend of mine but uh, and then uh, when you open the lobby and you wanted to play heads up and you see Dan, you run away. He was like the boss of the, the final boss uh, was Dan. And then when you move uh, to tournaments and you have such a skill set and you know to play every single hands heads up perfectly and you're crushing every single one and you put in your head that you want to win tournaments and the people know the online and, you know, like they're already scared from you. Then uh, the edge is real, and uh, then he's always been also a very smart person. He's very, he knows where to push the line and not very good. He he knows his image very good, and uh, you know, like saying that he was the luckiest guy in the world. I don't think so. I think that uh, Dan was the right person and the right moment with a huge skill set against a field that uh, he was far ahead. So he made completely sense his run, even though he won maybe too much, but no. He deserved it. He he was the guy that he put the most work. He was the guy who played every single day, uh, 200 heads-up sitting goals for uh, for uh, seven years. He started to play when he was 14. And, uh, you know, he was well-deserved. At the same time, you know, Fedor, uh, he was not deserved the run. I, no, I don't think so. Fedor, in that moment, was the best player out there. In the field, was the best player, the most feared of the field. And... He was a very, he's a very smart guy that when he understands the edge, he goes for it. And at the same time, he wasn't deserved. No, he was well deserved. 
he worked hard for it and he found himself ready in that moment. This is the main thing. You need to find to be at the right moment in and be ready. And like uh, then that run can happen. Preparation meets opportunity, right? And he was just ready yeah. to rock and it was it was his if time. you if if yeah. they if you found yourself always ready for the opportunity, when the opportunity arrives, you're gonna take it. And uh, that's what made all these players so successful too. Like they always took the opportunity. And the, also then uh, Smith had an insane run and he was always, you know, like the guy that took the opportunity. Alex Foxen, the same thing. Charlie, the same thing. You know, like you just need the opportunity and you need to have put your work done and be ready in, and you confident know, in that situation. Funny, funny about Dan Coleman as well. His first, uh, this, this uh, Premier League, he was in Montreal grinding, and this is where the Premier League was. And there was, uh, I can look at his Hendon mob here, and he didn't really have like a six figure score. You know, he was an online guy, right? He just wasn't really playing yeah. But I remember because I played in this Premier League uh, with him, but he got called in like day, like a day or two before. I think Helmuth canceled or something, and then he got put in here. And then he, you know, whatever he cashed, he had a good run, good showing, but then it was like, this was like the first televised kind of thing and thing he was on. And then it was just like, instantly he just became like, like you're saying, he's he like got a little taste kind of right place, right time. And then all of a sudden it's just like, you know, he just, I mean, that, that's like the sickest run of it. Look at this shit. I mean, it's just, I, I you could say, would, where would you rate Dan Coleman's run? Like with jo- Bonomo, I think is one, number one all time, the sickest heater Fedor. Would you say Dan's like third? Or like it's up there, right? I mean, it's one of the sickest heaters ever. Just dom- I don't know. The problem is that uh, Dan uh, was so dominant back then. He was very, very, very dominant. Like he was uh, by far ahead of the field. They didn't have solvers. They didn't have anything. I played with Dan in a daily base. Like uh, I thought that I had uh, a bit of. Uh, I had some edges, like in uh, in tournament situations, because I played them over and over. So, like for example, bubble situation, bubble final table, and stuff like this, I could adapt better back then. But on poker, hand, single, hand for hand, then was a machine. Like right. I always joke with him. We were always very close, me, him, and Victor. And it was like we were always like, okay, so Dan is owning the sit and goes lobby. Victor is owning the cash game, and I own the tournaments. We're good. We're printing, you know. So we always had this sort of joke. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, but, uh, you know, like, it's just a, a very talented person who's willing to sacrifice everything and putting more work than anyone else in the world, then he needs just opportunity. And when he found opportunity and he's already, you know, when uh, the problem is uh, that for them, the numbers peak when you sh- 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 scope him and uh, you are like, who's this guy? I never saw him. Let's char scope. And you see the guy won 10 million online in heads up, sit and goes. You're like, my God, like, uh, it's better if I don't play any heads up hand against this guy, you know, and right. it's a problem. Every hand is heads up. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true for sure. Um, what's your, uh, what do you dream about? What, what goals do you have in the future now? You've accomplished so much in poker. Do you have anything that you want to, uh, do with poker or otherwise any, any firm goals in the near future? I, I mean, I have a lot of goals, uh, not related to poker, like in poker, I just want to, it's more about other people, my goals, you know, like uh, making other people improve, making other people get better, making uh, someone uh, being successful. Like that's for sure something that uh, I want to do in poker because I get fulfillment from it. But as a personal, like, yeah, I have some, but it's not my main goals. My main goals now is like uh, being a good poker player, but being a good businessman, being a good uh, 
a good businessman, good being a good man, giving back to the community and like uh, build equity. That is the most uh, most important thing for me. I think you know when you're 29, uh, thinking on the long term and building equity through whatever it is, company, real estate, or whatever it is, is very important. And this is what I want to focus on. Right. When's the last time you didn't have a mustache? Uh, it's three years, maybe. It's a long time, huh? Yeah, you know, my girlfriend, uh, she hates me without mustache. Oh, yeah? She says she will break up with me if I cut it. All right, well, <laughs> you're going to keep the mustache then. That's, yeah, that's... I was close to cut it last week. I was like, maybe I cut the mustache, maybe. But, uh, yeah, I need to ask the boss if I should cut the mustache. Yeah. Um, just looking at some of these questions over here. Uh, we'll take some more, and then we'll go through, cover the last of that, <clears throat> of the career. Favorite movie? <laughs> oh, favorite movie I have a lot of movies I will say growing up I really loved uh, oh let me see I love mafia movies I love uh, I don't know The Green Mile uh, Shemshank Redemption uh, Forrest Gump uh, uh, I don't know I love these 90s movies like uh, some Pulp Fiction these type of things Pulp Fiction I like it's not one of my favorite but I definitely like it uh I don't know. I'm a huge. Uh, I love TV. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings. Uh, sorry, Lord of the Rings. I loved it. Matrix or uh, I don't know all the nerdy stuff. I'm, I'm here for sure. What, yeah, what you, I'm a huge fan of the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones as a TV show is uh, you know like you I, I read all the books. What do you think of the ending, the last season? I you know like Game of Thrones till the ending is perfection. Then uh, you should just cancel and do <laughs> and remake it. I don't know. It wasn't my thing. I think they should have made maybe one or two more seasons. And it was too too fast to cut it bad. Like uh, you know, it wasn't by the book at all. And yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of crazy. It's like an analogy or like a team. You know, in the Serie A, perfect game, haven't lost a game. <laughs> the whole season and then they lose like the last game or tie, you know, or it's our baseball perfect yeah. game pitching and then a little bit of a, <clears throat> a blunder, but whatever. Yeah. Great, great series. What do you think about, what do you think the coronavirus will have an effect on the poker industry live and online in general? Cause this is getting, it's getting kind of world series. I don't know if they've actually officially canceled it, which it seems sort of like for sure, even though I guess it could, it could hold out a bit more because of the, it's still some time away, but um, what uh, what do you think about the overall landscape of poker this will have an effect on? I mean, for the short time, I think it would be very booming for online. It would be a great opportunity for poker. You don't have many options to, you know, enjoy your time or do something. At, you need to be at home in most of the countries, so it's a huge opportunity for esports and poker. Uh, I don't know, for the live scene, you know, like there is always uh, solutions. I don't think we shouldn't think about live for the next three, six months at least. I, right. I would say a year even. But it's not that uh, the virus will impact because of the, there is solution to play live even more uh, hygienized. You know, like you can uh, use, uh, you know, online tables or like uh, virtual chips or like whatever, you know, whatever it is, you don't need actually the contact every single time between one and another so we can find solution to play live poker the next world series in one year or two it's just uh, that i don't think we should put too much focus into that i think the situation will take some time because it's a worldwide situation it's not a situation country with country but it's something that all the world is fighting together and we need to 
become winners as a species, if not even as a country. It's the first time that we are actually in a challenge as a species. And it's, uh, I mean, it's great. It doesn't, I see a lot of people taking the same direction. I see a lot of uh, the humanity change. There is more, uh, you know, self-awareness. There is more caring in a way, with, at least for what I saw. But it's going to be a big, 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 uh, big financial revolution. You know? At the same time, it's, uh, it's terrible. But uh, if you are a smart guy, you can get upside of the opportunities. Like, uh, you know, every change is an opportunity. So don't, I would say don't say stay there and cry on yourself, but try to see which you know, environment, which industry can give you an opportunity for the long term, short, long term. So like uh, it's really a time where uh, you need to be, you know, out and not stop to cry on yourself because uh, everybody's suffering. There is not someone who's suffering more, suffering less. Someone is bearing his parents, whatever it is, but you need to be, you know, there. You are home, put some work, study poker, study something. Uh, you know, you have the time. You know, time is the best commodity we have as, right. as a speeches, you know, like, and now you have the time. Now you don't have excuse. You can study eight hours a day. You don't, society doesn't require from you anything just be home so it's a big opportunity like for especially our generation that uh, you know you you went to study then you went to university then you need to get the job then you never had time for yourself to focus on your passions because society requires you this your parents requires you this your family requires you this now you really guys have the opportunity to focus and do whatever you want because you have the time and you should take it so this is what I would say, like uh, as a recommendation to people. Like uh, now is a, can be a great opportunity, right. even though you know it's a paradox. But uh, you have the time that is the only commodity that you cannot buy. So right. yeah, you take get to, you a language or something you want to learn or some stuff. You just there's a, you need an excuse to just relax and reset. You get some personal time now, and and you don't have to feel bad about. It doing that um, yeah it so, can yeah. be even trying to be a career you know like trying i don't know you want to be a youtuber try it now you have the time to do it you want to be you know you want to go work in another country and you want to learn a language now you can do it you know like now is the time that you get ready for the opportunity that you're gonna get in the future for if sure. you stay and play video games you're not gonna be ready i mean you're not the best in the world, but like, I'm not going to stop you. Cause like in video games too, if it's what you believe, but you know what I mean? For sure. What advice would you give to someone who's starting to play poker right now? Let's say a college kid sees the game, you know, it's different, right? It's different than when you and I started. It's a different pasture. What would be an advice to them if they're trying to do this as a profession? Like uh, focus on the process, like focus on the process. Don't cash out. Keep your bankroll, keep your bankroll and try to push yourself. Uh, be have a good try to have a good bankroll management, but uh, put your time and effort to improve yourself, improve your skill set, not to make money. It's not the goal you want. You're not going to make money in the first year of poker. You're not going to make money in the first year and a half. Maybe I don't know. But if you have the good approach and you're going to be there, you're going to find a solution to it and you're going to achieve a lot. And in one year time, you're going to have way bigger skill set than someone that is just there trying to make money. That is, uh, you know, it's not the right driven. The right driven for you should be like the approach and like the improvement and like uh, the work ethic and whatever it takes. And everyone is different. So you should really be honest with yourself 
and trying to understand what it fits you. But be honest with yourself because there is no one who knows yourself better than you. And it's a big key. Like being honest and it's like the most important thing. Absolutely. What what is uh what do you do about mindset? Do you meditate daily? How do you handle uh, bad beats and, and frustration or disappointment? Do you have any kind of uh, mental fortitude tricks that you do, and, and do you meditate? So meditation is something that I tried, but I never been. Uh, I'm a weird. Uh, I'm a weird guy. You know, if you tell me try this, try this, I will not try. Then uh, all of a sudden, I will watch a video, see it for myself, give an explanation that makes sense for my weird mind and then do it every day. I don't know, I'm not eating meat since November and it was like, everybody told me, oh, it's bad for you. You know, my parents, uh, all my life, all don't eat pork and, uh, you know, like I really didn't care in a way and then I was like, okay, wow, uh, meat is bad for you. I should, I stop all of it. Like, uh, I'm not going to eat it. And now in six months, I feel great, you know. So it's, uh, I don't know, for me, it's always me convincing myself by doing a logical program, a logical uh, thinking process, and that makes sense to me. But everyone is different, you know, like I'm very also stubborn. So, you know, I'm Aquarius, you know, I'm king of the world. (laughs) Um, It's, it's, that's interesting how you word that. Yeah. And and what about poker though? Do you, you seem to be, you're regarded, and from what I we played together, a question of how many times we played together. Uh, we we played together. We played some. Yeah, we we definitely battled. But in terms of like, you know, you always seem to be the chirping. You have fun. You're talking. You're you're energetic. You don't seem to really take. Do that. you remember when I called the seven against you oh, with Jason? Oh shit! <laughs> That's actually one of the. Uh, actually, you know what's funny? I poker's funny because you just think you remember the bad beats or the unlucky run outs, but I don't know, man. Like, you know, and it's, you start thinking like, cause everyone takes it right. You go, how many times you playing online? You're I'm sorry, man. That was a 10,000 turbo for a big pot on the stone bubble. And I had aces versus Jason Mercier's sevens. And, and you walked by out of nowhere, like on the turn and said, started singing seven heaven. And that just dinked on it. <laughs> like that was how my Bahamas trip ended that year. And it was, super salty like that I'm was so a, sorry man like uh, there is only love for you there is only love for you man i've had some tough aces uh river river two outers recently in the last year oh my god Big equities yeah just uh, yeah so anyway but that's all good for I, me uh, I, it happens every day in party poker <laughs> yeah 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 me you too that's too. all i play and it oh my hurt. God. you running yeah. bad on there yeah party absolutely starts what's never your, party what's yes your, What's your name on there? Is it secret? Because it's a new name. So do you, are you, is that one that public or just a few friends know? Or is that, is that not podcast? No, just a few friends know. I will tell you in private. You know? Okay. Wanna, I'll tell you. I, I, I tell you something. I already, I already said it during this interview at one point. Said it already. All right. I'm going to have to think about it. Um, That's a tricky one. <laughs> um, at one point during this hour and 40 minutes, I said my nickname. Wow, I'm gonna have to go rewatch it, but you'll tell me, right? You know, <laughs> go through, go through that. Um, yeah. So, uh, man. All right. So the uh, tell me about before. I want to take a couple more questions, and we'll just cover. But tell me about what you think your poker will be coming up in terms of volume. Let's say coronavirus didn't happen, which is just let's just say mm-hmm. 
was 2020 supposed to be a bigger year in poker for you? Smaller? Were you planning to play the circuit aggressively or, or less? I was uh, planning to play from really from uh, March till uh, till September in full, like except uh, July that I usually take a bit off after Vegas is over, two weeks. But my plan was like really to be back in the scene after this because uh, they didn't have really big tour. They only had Australia. They didn't have PCA this year. I didn't felt like traveling to Australia. And uh, for me, it was like, okay, when the, when the season is back in Europe, I will just be back uh, on traveling one hour flight, go play in Barcelona, go play in, in Prague or wherever it is. And it's easy. And I wanted to do Vegas anyway. So my plan was uh, actually to be full in the circuit for uh, the next six months. So it was, uh, yeah. And, and how do you feel the countries like, like uh, the ones you have friends and family specifically, how do you feel they're handling the coronavirus? Like in the UK, Morocco, uh, Italy, for example, how do you think they're doing enough? Does it seem like people are taking it seriously? It sounds very serious to me, like uh, Spain, Morocco, Italy, uh, Israel, a bit less, uh, Malta, like Europe is taking a very serious, uh, Austria, Czech Republic, they're taking very serious, uh, they close borders, you know, like in Europe, we didn't close borders since war. Like, uh, we, all the fights are closed. I, Moroccan, Morocco closed borders, like it never happened in history of Morocco. So it's, uh, you know, like, uh, I spoke with people and they're home, they're scared, they don't want to go out. And it's a common thing in all the country. And like, you actually risk to go to jail if you go out. So it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, like people are taking it extremely serious, like they have to, because uh, it's not about ourselves. You know, we are 29, we are 30, we are 35, we will be fine, I think. But, you know, like when you go see someone older, a parent, a grandparent, and you bring in the virus and something happens, then it's a uh, critic, you know, like I, I've been through a tough time the last few years because my mom was sick. So I was a lot in hospitals. I was a lot, uh, I spent a lot of time like this and you know, like you feel really bad. Like it's something that I would not uh, recommend to anyone or like wish to anyone. You know? Like yeah, of course, something yeah. that is very tough. Especially she, she's forty five. She's really, really young. You know, your mom's and, like uh, she's forty five. She's uh, from seventy three. Yeah, I had a young mom. Yeah, she wow. had my seventeen. And, you're, and your mom's young. So, okay, I'm just trying to think. That's uh, wow, that's crazy. I'm tr- that, that's yeah, that's that's very. That is. Yeah, very- Bill, Bill is older than my mom. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's uh, man. It, it, but so, but no, you're right. That's the truth. Because it's like you start to go, oh, whatever. I'm some healthy. I'm young. But that's I had yeah. Bill Perkins on. We talked for a while about it all. Exactly that. Like you got your your kids, and then they go and they have your relatives, your aunts, your uncles, your parents, your grandparents, and yeah, it's a, you don't you know you don't want to be you don't want to put them in jeopardy, of course, and and and, and it, it's you don't even know if you have it. It's a very bizarre uh, uncertainty. Also, at the same time, you know, like we say that uh, the virus has two percent mortal rate, but it's completely bullshit because the reality is uh, the virus uh, hit all the developed country where the uh, sanitary system is actually working because we can say what we want, but the Italian, French, and Spanish system are working. Like uh, our uh, public, you have uh, the right to be healthy. Like if you have diabetes in Italy, you get full medicine for all your life. You know, my grandparents get medicine for always. You know, like I know in US, the big problem if you have diabetes, like in Europe, we solve that. Like you have the right to be healthy. Like in most countries of Europe, 99.9 is like this and uh, 
you know, seeing that, uh, and there is, Italy is a place that people care about health. They care about eating well, they care about uh, uh, sport, they caring about, is what they care about. They don't care too much about money, but they care about eating good every day. Right. It's like just the culture is very different. It's also and like seeing that people in general that the live much older in Italy, and that's also why this is impacting them more, is what I understand because the population. Yeah, yeah. So the, the population is way older, and at the same time, you know, like uh, already, for example, in Lombardy, that uh, you know, a lot of people compare the virus that uh, is an outbreak. It happened in all Italy. No, in reality, the outbreak was in Lombardy. That is uh, 10 million people, and it's the same size of Israel. So it's like saying that. Uh, in Israel, we have 15 t- cases of contagion today. It will be the biggest news in the world because in Israel are 10 million people and, you know, it's a big impact on population when uh, you have uh, plus 30% every single day. And uh, you, the reaction that we had in Europe and Italy first was very big and, like, uh, everything is public. Like, you get uh, free healthcare and, like, uh, you know, it's a moment where... Uh, uh, hospitals already is happening in Lombardy. They don't have any seats. Like uh, if you go there because uh, and you need reanimation for another sickness that uh, is actually curable, you're gonna go there and don't have your reanimation seat and die because of sickness that is curable. And so that is the biggest impact. At the same time, in Morocco, like uh, I knew, I knew since I when I was one to five, one to six, I lived in Morocco with my grandparents. And uh, they were in the health, healthcare system. My grandfather was like the CEO of, of hospital, like uh, the uh, administration, economical administration of hospitals in Morocco. And, you know, I saw, like I remember, we spoke with them and like the, the healthcare system is really bad there. You know, like uh, I believe uh, all the reanimation seats total in all Africa are like 150 seats. Wow. Total. So you understand that when the outbreak will hit here, will hit India, will hit uh, favelas, will hit uh, some places where the density is too high, where there is no healthcare, where there is no system, the mortality can be insane, insane. Like because any single thing that you have can give you a higher mortality rate. And at the same time, the the healthcare system will collapse. And at the same time, the economy is going to collapse. So it's like a very, very tricky time. Yeah, no, like a Brazilian favela gets it. It's just like, what are they, what are they, there's, what are they doing? You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, is like uh, you know about, uh, yeah. they don't have the access to even understand like what to even do to prevent it, or they don't have the ability to. They don't have hand sanitizers. They're not, you know, they don't have masks. They don't have soap to wash your hands. Like uh, you know, Morocco has uh, many favelas. Il Cairo. I don't know, El Cairo, you know, is in Egypt, is uh, the biggest city in Africa, and uh, is constructed like a big favela, most of it. Like, it's not a pleasant city that you want to be. The density is huge, and if there is an outbreak there, like, uh, the mortality rate, I'm not kidding, I think would be 25% or over. Not because, because, like, you cannot cure the people who have other sickness, the hospitals are really bad, and already people die in the street because no food or, like, poor healthcare or, like, not brushing even their teeth or like whatever it is. So it's, uh, you know, we see a 6% mortality rate in Italy where uh, it's a place where the health, you can say whatever you want. I travel everywhere and the healthcare in Italy for how it is as a human, a poor guy growing up poor, it works because you can go to your dentist, you can, the rights, you have it, you know, for free. So seeing that there is getting a 6% rate where, uh, you know, like I know how is the hospital situation in Morocco. Like I, I really think in Morocco it would be 
tragic. Right. Yeah. It's an interesting perspective. And, and that's numbers are very deceiving too, right? You can skew stats a lot of different ways and make it look how it is. But the reality is, yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting perspective and, and need to be realize how serious it really is and why self quarantine and, and trying to get this thing sorted out right now is so important. And because it is like you, you know, it's exponential, right? We need to stop yeah. growth and do our best. You got to do your best. Cause I mean, also for uh, us, it's uh, the biggest challenge uh, they went through. It's like the biggest challenge by far because uh, every single war you guys went through was a decision, uh, financial or whatever it is, but it was a decision made. Here is uh, not a decision made where uh, your population is a high risk. You don't have a good healthcare system for like the average person and uh, it's a challenge of change like you guys need to change fast all the system and you need to put the liquidity into the system and like uh, you know the problem is also the month uh, month by month families you know like most of the families they're going month by month you pay your rent you have a little saving and uh, you go month by month and that is most of the population like i uh, in, in Europe, at least, or Africa, or like most of the population, it's a month a month. Yeah, you pay, have pay, a normal pay, job. Yeah, you work. And, and- uh, that's, uh, that's huge. Like, uh, think about, uh, you know, you have one month and then you're out of money. You're not getting paid. They are firing big time in the UK. They are firing everywhere. And like, uh, they are not even scared to fire because there is no one hiring. So when the situation is solved, they're going to hire you back, for example, or they put you at minimum wage. And uh, for most of the people, it's like... Uh, strange times like it's gonna be absurd yeah that's that's another thing too because that, that's what you're saying it's like it's one thing to tell someone to self-quarantine relax you know whatever maybe it's a little bit of uh inconvenience but for people that, that it is their literal livelihood or they don't have food they got to buy food they don't have money they're getting what are they doing and who's helping them and, and then it's yeah. like oh you know you start hearing about looting and these other things like yeah, and then anarchy starts, you know, in situation of stress where uh, most of the population is in stress, uh, like, uh, you know, you know how it goes. So it's, it's very tricky. It's like uh, probably the biggest thing we went through because like one thing is, uh, you know, do a war in Afghanistan or Iraq where uh, it's planned by you and you decide it and you are don- not bringing it yeah. anyway into the state. Another thing is like uh, going into a big revolution and change that you need to do because otherwise most of your population will have big issue and uh, the time is now. So you are actually need to do, make this decision period. So it's, uh, I mean, I think in a long-term perspective, it's going to be good for humanity. You know, like we're going to have protocols for how solve situation like this since the outbreak. We're going to have, uh, we're going to understand that there is situation that we are a world economy and no matter what, we need to take care of it as a world. And it's not like uh, the nationalized system is not like as great as it's supposed to. And uh, the reality is that there is no borders. Like uh, the reality is like we are free men and the world is supposed to be for everyone. And I hope we realize that at one point. Absolutely. Well, I agree. I couldn't agree more. I want to, I want to do this $55 tweet. We're going to do a giveaway. If you guys are watching, you still have a second to just ask a question and then you'll be eligible, even though we kind of went through, um, you know, we're going to, uh, we're going to do that, but I, w- I want to, I want to just go over for a second. The last thing I want to ask you, how would you descri- describe your poker style and what you think in the current environment? You know, it's funny because stylistically uh, there's been 
there's been different stages, right? Six betting back in 2009, 10, 11, mm-hmm. different, different styles, different people playing different ways. How would you describe yourself as a poker player? Oh, it's, uh, Give me your style. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm very out of the box. At the same time, I'm very... I don't know, like I'm unpredictable, you know, I can be the tightest guy on the table, but in reality, if you see my cards, I'm the craziest by far, but because I'm carded and I play my image and I can be the craziest guy in the table and I don't know, I all, I play very good my image. That is for sure my biggest skill. I can okay. adapt. Good. You adapt, you know, you can come in and fold and play the tightest. Yeah. You can I'm an adapter, you know, like uh, you give me a situation, I will, I can go really out of line and stay in the line, but I will try to get the best out of the situation. So for sure, adapting is uh, adapting and seeing many different perspectives that can be also like why this guy is making this move in this single situ- in this situation at this moment. Like it makes sense for him, it makes sense for his background, it makes sense for where he's coming from. He will really take this spot against me in this field. He will, you know, like it's many information that we don't take care of and I think we should. Absolutely. What, where can people follow you? We see I'm showing your Instagram, your Twitter. What's the best way to keep up with you and what you have going on? I'm an Instagram guy, you know. You can watch my stories. They're always fun. There is always something going on. And uh, yeah, like this, uh, this is the thing that I use the most, I would say. I, I always apply funny stuff. I always, uh, mot- I try to motivate a lot of the people. I have an amazing cat. I have an amazing girlfriend. I have, uh, yeah. yeah, so Instagram is definitely where you can find me. And, and what's this, uh, what's this, your name, your, your username here? What is that? What is that? Are, are they on stars? That's your name. That's kind of what your, your online handle. What does that mean to you? What is that? Yeah. Lasagna. Mm. Mm. Ah, just, it's Italian. You're just repping Italy, right? Mm. No, no. Actually, it's uh, some friends of mine. When uh, when I moved to Malta to play online just before they opened this, uh, this uh, fast food company that made lasagna in Rome. They have like three shops near the Colosseum. Okay. And uh, they were a few of the best poker players in Italy. And I just liked the idea. And lasagna was always my favorite dish. And... Uh, yeah, when I went to Malta, I was like, you know what, fuck, I call him lasagna. Like, I, I, I love the, you know, that's, I love it, and that's how it went. There you go. That's the name. So we're going to copy this. We're going to post. We're going to do a, a giveaway for a $55 ticket. Uh, well, tell me before, before we give a party poker promo here, you know, that's where I play 99%. Tell me about, you are a Winamax brand ambassador, so I want to give them some love. And, and what, what type of tournaments, because, I, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar with them. Who can play on Winamax and what's going on currently now that there's such a so, poker with uh, online? What's 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 happening there? So Winamax at the moment is uh, the biggest room in uh, Spain, France also, and the uh, uh, biggest share, share market is very good for uh, middle and uh, low stake. They have uh, really a lot of tournaments up to 250, like a uh, great price pool, always like, you know, 20 box, 100K guarantee, 20, 50 box, 150K guarantee, like very good tournaments. Nice. Now they're going to start the series. And the thing is like, uh, you know, I really love the guys. Like uh, we are a great group. We have a great connection. Like uh, everybody is different uh, and uh, everybody has his own story. And there is a lot of uh, respect between one another. And we also have good times together. Like we do one and say year seminar 
in uh, and we spend like three four days together where we do sport and do poker work together and try to help uh, a bit the younger guys of the team so it's uh yeah it's uh, more a family like i really suit that and like i really like them uh i feel felt love since the beginning with them and uh how yeah, uh, I, I, there's a lot of great players and i do i know the guys are, are really good guys for sure what what uh when did you sign with them and what did that mean for you to sign as a, as a ambassador of us of a of a, a big brand you know it's a, it's a it's an honor to be signed like a professional in any sport right like there's it's, it's i always had the sponsorship back then the thing is, like, for me, it was a very big thing because they weren't in Italy yet. And uh, it was a time, like, they came, they looked for me, even if they weren't in Italy, and they wanted me as an international. And at the same time, they, you know, like, in Italy, uh, for example, uh, poker stars, like, uh, I don't know, it was clear that I was a clear talent for 10 years, and he always been a bit of a lobby. They always sponsor you know, like uh, some guys that uh, they were less skillful than me, Dario, or like some friends of us, but it was just the way it is. They were like a bit sponsoring only guys from Rome and stuff like this. So I always had to think that sponsorship was unfair and like, you know, I did so much for poker and like I'm a great ambassador and like, I, you know, I'm a positive person or whatever it is. And it was, uh, you know, a bit always felt like, okay, whatever, I don't care. I'm so good at playing. I make money with playing, but I felt always a bit unfair of the situation. Where uh, then after, like being, you know, looked up from many different companies of dot com because you did so good in a worldwide perspective, not only Italian anymore. It was uh, for sure something that uh, I was very happy for. I was very happy to represent uh, also a company that had uh, similar values of me in a yeah. way. You know, I didn't want to sign for a company that would increase rake over and over or like do any single decisions because they need to uh, they have financial report every quarter and you need to improve it because otherwise uh, you know how it works so it was for me it was like you know i know the guys in the team for a long time i know davidi from eight years i always played with them i never had an issue with any with them they always been nice they signed me at the same time, me and Adrian Mateus, that is someone that I really respect and good friend of mine. And yeah. so it was, uh, you know, it was like, okay, the guys are French. They want to do a step to go in Europe and they're taking me and Adrian, Adrian for Spain and me for Italy. And uh, yeah, I want to go with it. You know, like I want to, I want to be with it. And it was, uh, it was good. I honestly would have, yeah, I had options back then and I'm really happy I went with Winamax for how it come. Like, I'm very happy with them. Very nice. Well, congratulations <laughs> on that. It's I like awesome. you guys from party too. Eh? It's not that I'm a hater. You guys are amazing. You know, I'm very happy you changed, by the way. I need to yes. tell you. you know, like, I didn't like that pockets are patching you. Like, I, I look, this feels good. I, I wear this uh, very proudly. I'm very happy to be here. And, and yes, I'm happy yeah. that you're there. And, and we're, you know, getting to promote the game and do what we love. It's, it's a great, great honor for sure. I, what a, uh, I want to close with what do you, oh man, I had a question. I had a, I was just speaking of poker. Oh man, I had a good question to end with and I can't think, think about it. it. Think about it. Just yeah, one thing. I like, well, no, yeah, I had something like, also, also, like there are a few companies, that, like, both of them, like Pari and Winamax, like we have great relationship also, all of the guys, and they are both trying to do good for poker, you know, like uh, they're both uh, trying to push amateurs, giving them opportunity at the same time, keeping uh, the professional side uh, in the best way and healthier possible and uh, promoting their life. And, you know, they are putting 
themselves there and trying to do the best and it's something that as a player no matter what when there is com- fair competition out there is only a good thing yeah, no, it's because good. it is yeah. good. it's good it's good it's not a monopoly right you got you want to have options you want to make the sites work, do stuff for the players and be give value and not just take 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 and that's something i i confident would say about i know i've heard about winamax and party poker you know I, i'm very happy with the leadership and the, the vision and supporting poker and what it, what it is. So no. uh, I forget, I remember what I want to ask you, what are your thoughts? Cause you're such a personality. You are, you're, you got the Italian passion, you're fun. You play online a lot. What do you think about Twitch? Can we get Mustafa Knit to stream on Twitch? You know how many people they ask me? Like, uh, I don't even know if I want to on there. You might take some of the market share, man. I mean, it's like it's a competitive landscape, but I think you're doing injustice. No, me on Twitch, I take all the market. Come on, I'm hilarious. I'm amazing. You would hurt. You would. You would. Oh. You, would you would spread the the numbers Wait out. One second, what, what? What's so? What is that? Uh, I don't hear you. Hello. Okay, I hear you back twitch guys can we get mustafa on twitch what 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 are the chances why aren't you on twitch and it's, how do we get- uh, be- i explain you because i think that twitch youtube all of this i had the i thought about it like three years ago when uh, just dog came out and outbreak i thought about committing myself and doing it it's just that uh, you know like it's a work it's uh, a lot of work You're you right. need uh, you need to put your time there you need to be available for your fans you need to be available for your team you need to cut your videos you need to make your videos before you need to have uh, manage uh, your sponsorship and be whatever agree with them and like uh, it's a big uh, commitment it's something that i would enjoy because i know myself i would love to you know give to people some and i think one day there is definitely the option and even in italy i think i would do probably some stream now for corona to give back to the guys that are home and they want to take poker as an opportunity and explain some of my thinking process right okay that's fair answer all right well let's uh let's cut over here again if we have a 55 dollar from party poker we're going to give away a ticket uh from today i already copy do it again just to show you guys live here copy link we're going to go over here and then mustafa on your command we're going to give a ticket away 55 dollars. so tell me when and someone's going to win it now right now <laughs> we were in sync on the click and the call and duck dodgers is going to win a 55 dollar damn printing duck dodgers damn something before my man the guy can do it. This guy's won multiple tickets. It's pretty crazy. He won uh, multiple tickets. He's won before, I think. And back in uh, January of 2020, he's got Oh, wow, the guy lo- loves you. The guy well, loves in you. May, May of 2019, look at this. This guy's won three times on a giveaway. I mean, listen, that I would say he's one of the luckiest people in the world to win three giveaways. But Mustafa, I like to pride ourselves on... We do maybe, multi, maybe he has multi-accounts uh, on Twitter <laughs> and he's the, all, he's the guy writing you with five accounts and then he plays uh yeah that's true i mean there's there's definitely i'm sure there's some people that are doing some gto uh they're hacking you so um yeah man all right well mustafa what a pleasure uh you're a guy that i always respect we've we've got you know our, our wives girlfriends our friends we've traveled the world we have very similar uh views i believe from what you i hear and, and i know we talk about so always uh really i'm glad we got to do this and do you have any last words for people out there to be safe uh, in terms of coronavirus and, and just to to look at this time that they have you you mentioned you know it's a good opportunity anything that you yeah. would you would put in perspective or do you want any kind of closing statements on these next next months or so guys we're gonna be all right like it's uh you know i'm not uh, i like really focus on your friends family be speak to them 
read and uh, focus on yourself. You have the time. Like now you have the time. And even though if you always had an excuse, oh, I work, I don't want to drop my job to play poker. And now you don't need to. So take your opportunity. And uh, for anything it would be like, it can be poker, but it can be many other things. You know, like you want to start your business. Okay, now is the time that you you know, put some work on and try to find something that, uh, because, you know, after a recession, no matter what, they're going to be a back, you know, after a recession, like people put back money in the economy, people will, you know, going to be more investments in the economy. And like the states are in a situation that they're going to push money into the economy. So just be ready for your opportunity. And what do you want to do? Like be honest to yourself and just be ready. I love it. You're spot on. I'm with you. I respect that. And thank you so much. Say hi to share. We'll do more in the future. Oh. Uh, if I see you on the Twitch streets, let me know. We'll, uh, we'll be there. And I'm going to ask you, text me your username on the side. Cause I, you know, you know who I am. Let's uh, I'm sure we've battled in the last. Yeah. 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 We battle a lot. I think you think, uh, you think I'm fucked up. Definitely. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I, you, you probably have actually, you know what? Um, oh, I think uh, I might. I think no. you know. I might know, like if I looked at a list of ten name, twenty names, I could probably figure it out. But I, I'd have yeah, to. I'll text you. I'll, yeah, uh, text is this his private chat? If I write in private chat, he shows. Just put it on WhatsApp, uh, just in case uh, it, it pops up or something. Yeah, you can message me there. But guys, Mustafa Kinnick, give him a follow on Instagram, Twitter. He is a legend of the game, great guy, and does provide a lot of fun content. And just overall, you know, just one of those those dudes you got to uh, you got to watch and respect the journey. So, Mustafa, thank you. Stay safe. Thank you, Jeff. I hope to see you soon. Let's yeah. do it more time. It was a lot of fun. I yes, enjoy I it. I got a great photo of you holding my baby boy like the Lion King. Uh, yeah, that was amazing. Your boy. My, uh, wow. That guy is going to be NBA All-Star, guys. He's, he's uh, one meter and 50, one year old. He's like. a big guy. <laughs> so, yes, sir. Yeah. All right, Mustafa. Love be you. safe, man. Cheers. Okay. Thanks. Wish you all the best. Huh? Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.